College, you're not at a home college. I, I, I understand. This is the NFL, which stands for not for long when you make them calls. Good day, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Genesis Chimps, episode 38.2. Why is it point two? Because we screwed up last time. Actually, I screwed up because my internet gave out. It's the redux. Don't put the blame on us. It's the re- Yeah, it's the remix. <laughs> Drop the beat, y'all. All right. Anyways, I am Nick Stevens, and with me this time is... Aaron. What's up, guys? Aaron. And we also got who? Jay Weezy. Jay Weezy. <laughs> J-Dub. <laughs> J-Dub. J-Dubs, J-Dub in the house. <laughs> That's awesome. I was kind of worried about doing this again because I thought maybe it'd just kind of be like deja vu, but it's been so long. It's been about a week, week and a day. So might not feel too much like deja vu, right? Trying to record again? Yeah. I'm just happy. No, it's not too bad. It's not like when I had to record a whole episode of Retro Obscura exactly. all over again. That's what I was going to say. At least it wasn't a whole episode. We made it to like Sega snippets and then my uh, internet kept hanging up, so... Yeah, we're so we're just going to say the exact same thing that we said when we were recording before. I actually have some new stuff, because some stuff's happened since then, but we'll, we'll, we'll get there again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And I, I have something to say about Sega <laughs> real quick, too, when we get to Sega snippets. Okay. But anyways, if you would like to connect with us, you can check us out on our website at www.genesisgemspodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash genesisgemspodcast. Uh, join our group at facebook.com slash groups slash genesisgems. Send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at gengems. Check us out on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. And we are a part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. And hey, guys, exciting news. We are going to be at our first convention. Now, this is for the Retro Junkies Network, but uh, we actually have a booth reserved, money money paid, at the Lexington Comic and Toy Conviction Convention. And Lexington conviction. Conviction. <laughs> That's going to be a conviction. Yes. Lay it down, boys. <laughs> Lexington, Kentucky Comic and Toy Convention uh, on, from March 11th through the 13th. We are going to be in booth 3027 in the vendor floor. So that's pretty cool. Uh, really don't know what we're going to do yet. We got a little mini meeting with some of the guys to uh, talk about it. Going to have some cool stuff, I'm sure. Some advertisements, some high score contests, maybe some giveaways, some stuff for sale. I don't know. We're just kind of wanting to go hang out and spread the word about our, our podcast. So I know definitely I'm going because I bought the thing. And uh, I mean, if, it's convic- <laughs> if it's conviction, you know, you have to evangelize a little bit. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Reach it, brother. Brother. But I believe Landon Long from the Retro Junkies uh, Super Show will definitely be there. Aaron, you're thinking about coming out? Yes. I, oh, uh, so cool. I've i already got it marked off in my calendar. As long yes. as uh, my tax return is, is good enough, <laughs> then uh, I will set the date. And, you know, hopefully these gas prices hold because, man, they're nice and cheap right now. Man, what, Otherwise, I'm going to walk. What, what <laughs> I'm is I'm going to walk the thousand miles to get there. What, what is the gas prices right now? Uh, here, here. here in San Antonio, last time I checked, it was about... 160 man that's still like 180 where i live yeah i, think, I mean I considering gas 70. prices were up to like three dollar 324 three yeah you no know, insane prices <sighs> and what'd you say josh what'd you see uh, i think it's about uh 175 
Yeah. Okay. It's not too bad. Man, you think you think in West Virginia it'd be a little cheaper, but nope. All of us mountaineers, but uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, if you guys are in the Kentucky area at all, uh, Lexington. I'm, I, I live in West Virginia, but I'm also I'm what they consider the tri-state. It takes me five minutes to get to Ohio and like thirty minutes to get to Kentucky. So I'm in that little area. But uh, Lexington, Kentucky. I, I haven't been there. I've been to the Louisville, Kentucky uh, convention. It was really good. But um, this one seems pretty cool. Some of the main attractions. Uh, I know, gosh, what's her name? The girl that plays Amy Pond and uh, Doctor Who oh, will be there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jillian. Uh, what's her? I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can't remember her name, but she's a redhead. Yeah. Uh, Dude Love, Cactus Jack, Mankind. Yes. Mick Foley will be there. I'm Mick so, Foley. I'm so pumped about that. Uh, what about Matt Foley? Matt Foley. You're going to be living in a van down <laughs> but, uh, Those papers aren't for writing. Um, the guy that plays Slade Wilson in Arrow, Manu Bennett, Bennett will be there. Uh, the guy that played Data from Star Trek: The Next Generation, yes. Brett Spiner, Spinner, Spiner, 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 yeah, very, very cool. Um, of course, the sixth Doctor and the seventh Doctor will be there, and the fifth, fifth through seventh. Sorry, uh, a couple people from Buffy. My wife was excited about that. I didn't really care too much about. <laughs> and a bunch I can't of pa- how many Sega mascots make an appearance? That would be great. Well, some of the original uh, Power Rangers will be there. They were on a Sega video game. So. I heard someone from uh, what VR Troopers is going to be. Yeah, there. like I think the wow. original cast. We are VR. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> oh, the yeah, the fake Power Rangers. Was that? Yeah, I was like, was that like low rent Power Rangers? If Power Rangers yeah. wasn't low rent enough, was that like low rent yeah. Power Rangers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah was so there the, a VR Troopers game on Sega? There was. I never yeah, played that was. one actually. Yeah. And Tiffany, my goodness, 80s pop star. Tiffany, Tiffany. wow. So you guys got to come. Vulcan Skull from Power Rangers. Uh, Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger. The David Yost, who was the Blue Ranger. Uh, the Comic Book Men will be there. A couple of those guys. Mike and I have, Ming. I have a confession. Uh, if we ever do a Power Rangers episode uh, on Genesis Gems, I, my confession is this. I did not watch much Power Rangers growing up. Oh, no, and it was because my, my older siblings, my older brothers, thought it was the lamest show ever. And, of course, <laughs> I wanted to be cool like my older brothers. And I was like, well, this show's lame because they don't like it. So, <laughs> I think I was in pretty much the exact same spot. Oh, I love yeah, like I, I, own, I have Power Rangers on, on Genesis now, and it's not the best game ever, but it, it's not that bad. There's one that's really good. I think it's Power Rangers the movie. Yeah, the movie, right? Is that the, the that side-scrolling beat 'em up? Yeah, 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 yeah. That one's yeah. awesome, actually. I, I, I like, like that one. The first one was kind of like a fighting game, like a one-on-one. Yeah, fighting game. but like everyone had the same move exactly. set. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what I'm really excited about, I don't know why I didn't mention this first, but uh, that show uh, on Sci-Fi, uh, Z Nation, the zombie show. Oh. You guys seen that? But uh, three of the stars from that will be there. Warren, who's kind of she's kind of the main leader of the group, but then uh. The guy they call Murphy, who's actually like the zombie hybrid human that's carrying the cure, he's going to be there. It's a Keith Allen, which I can't wait for that. So he, I'll probably actually pay money to go Did meet him. they have him under quarantine? Maybe. He's like all blue in the, in the TV show. It's pretty sweet. But anyways, enough of that. Uh, March 11th through 13th, Kentucky. Lexington, Kentucky. <laughs> Come see us. Uh, well, like I said, I'll definitely be there. We're trying to get some people. Josh, are you going to try to? Is it a weekend? Yeah, it's uh, Friday through Saturday. I might be able to do that. Um, yeah, yeah it, it shouldn't be too far from me. Because I think I'm probably about uh, four hours from you. How far is it from you? Yeah, about three. Okay. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'd, if have, you, I'd have to look, check it out on the map. Um, if yeah. you took a, a bike ride, it would take you a couple <laughs> days. Be all right. You said Lexington, Kentucky? Yes. Right. And, and you said, well, is Landon going to be there? Landon, I believe Rob. Rob's planning to come too. 
Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't want to say Rob, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> no, if, if Aaron's going, I have to go, because I've not met... Well, I haven't met you in person either, so I think I have to. Yeah, uh, it's obligated. Let's check the Google machine. Are you getting convicted? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I right? if we really want to validate our friendship, you know, <laughs> you have to meet in person. That's the ultimate you, friendship validation. Then you're no longer just weird internet friends. I know, and then you re- then you get to find out if they smell funny in person. Uh, yeah, that's probably gonna happen. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Ah, uh, I'm gonna wear some Stetson. <laughs> nice. I think Josh gets that joke. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get baptized. it. <laughs> Um, uh, it's a it's a uh, retro gaming roundup. That's their official oh, okay. uh, podcast. Uh, <laughs> I've only heard a few of those. I've only heard a few episodes, so I probably didn't remember it. But uh, speaking of Rob, I mentioned this the last time we recorded and didn't publish an episode. But uh, Rob, uh, of course, just had a, a little baby boy, so he's taking a little bit of a break. Uh, he did say he's going to try to be back in the next month or so. So uh, continue to uh, you know just think about Rob. He's he's doing well. Baby's healthy. Mommy's healthy. Uh, Rob's uh, getting some sleep, staying sane. So that's that's the main thing for the he's man. He's posting pictures to let us know yeah. he's alive. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. That's right. Uh, looks like it's five hours and forty eight minutes. So I might Ooh. do it. I might do that. That's not too bad. No, not at all. That's awesome. Yeah. I hope so because uh, we'll probably get a couple of hotel rooms and you know crash the place. Kidding, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. But Party. seriously, seriously, we're gonna wreck it. Don't wheeze the juice. <laughs> Don't wheeze <Nice>. the juice. <laughs> Me group. <laughs> oh my god, the weasel. <laughs> oh my gosh, love that right. movie. I so, can tie uh, that movie back into Sega. You know how? The Sonic, Radmobile. right? Yeah, Radmobile. Radmobile. <laughs> Radmobile. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Radmobile. The Sonic ornament, yeah. For Radmobile. <laughs> All right. We do have a little bit of listener business. Um Again, I feel like I'm repeating myself because we already recorded this, but we had two new iTunes reviews. Uh, the first one comes from Batman0040, and they said, Great show. Love the game descriptions. I really like how they helped me relive my childhood. Keep up the great work. Hashtag Gin Gems. So thanks, Batman0040. And the next one comes from Big Sal G. Uh, Sega Genesis is my favorite retro console. Nick and the gang do a great job of breaking down Genesis games and letting you know the must-have to add to your collection. Thanks for uncovering the gems I would have never known about myself. I'm a must-listen to any Sega Genesis fan. So thank you guys very much. Two big five-star reviews. That puts us up to 40. So that's pretty cool. Appreciate that, guys. All right, so let's jump right into the next segment, which is Sega Snippets. Test one, two. Sega. Now it's time for Sega Snippets. Aaron, would you like to go first? I always go first. Sure. I wanna, I wanna... Yeah, why not? Uh, so I mentioned this on the last recording we did, but uh, I I did get to meet up with a fellow co-host uh, from the Ten Pence Arcade who were actually on the Retro Junkies Network. And uh, he came all the way from the UK, came over to America. Met, we met up in Austin had a great fun and uh got to go to a few arcades play some some sega games there were a lot of different games and uh i don't know if you remember sega used to be in in the in the in the pinball market they used to make a bunch of cool uh, pinball games too um so yeah we just had a lot of fun um and i got to play like star wars and I, i wanted to share a story real quick i don't know if it's sega snippets but uh they had Star Wars Battle Pod. Oh. I know it's actually Namco, but uh, yes, 
Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't set up. Like you, you'd go up to it and it freaking it had a Windows PowerShell on the, the, the console screen. Uh, and so you had like the like Windows ten going on in the background oh. instead of the actual game. Like, oh well now, was this the one where you actually walk into the room and the screen's like all wrapped around you, or is that just one of the? No, okay, no, not, okay. not one of those environmental caps. Oh, no, th- I got, unfortunately, I this that. was uh, this was more of a. They just had like three of them set up in kind of okay. a row. Yeah, but uh, man, we, we still had a lot of fun. Went to a Japanese arcade, and uh, I loved the uh, all the rhythm games, like the Japanese rhythm games. We got to play and stuff. Yeah, uh, but. The main thing um, I wanted to mention was I posted something in Genesis Gems related to uh, Sega making a huge announcement <laughs> because they're, they're really trying to uh, fix their image right now. And they posted something about, you know, the return of one of their classic uh, characters, I think it was, classic franchises. And it turned out that... What it was was uh, they were announcing that the new game they were putting out was basically a collection of the games they'd already put out on the 3DS, right? Yep. Yep. And it was like, oh, wow, they already released that in Japan. Whoopee. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like it wasn't like some cool thing like, oh, we're going to bring Alex Kidd back or, you know, we're going to bring some, we're going to make a new single player Fantasy Star game that's going to blow your mind. Like, no, none of that. But, you know, I think the funniest thing that, that came out of it was uh, they, they have a Sonic the Hedgehog uh, Twitter account and Facebook and whatever, and he's, um, he's kind of a troll. Uh, he's kind of <laughs> in a funny way, though. And so, like, the, you look on, on Sega's Facebook page, and the top comment is Sonic the Hedgehog because the Sega's like, well, what, what franchise do you want to come back? And uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, he puts... Uh, Sonic 2006 Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> Please put that out. Please, yeah, put it out. <laughs> you know, Sonic getting a kiss from a human girl. Perfect. Uh, okay. Yeah, that happened. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I guess besides that, I, I don't know if I've told you guys. I'm besides doing the, the podcast. Uh, I'm I'm doing a musical challenge where every week I compose a new song um, as part of this website called Weekly Beats. And it's great. You know, I uh, get, get to meet some new people doing the same thing I'm doing. And um, the last song I put out uh, has some serious uh, Sega FM stuff going on. So if you want to check that out, I'm sure I can um, I can convince Nick to, to put a link in the show notes. So I'm taking the note now. We're going to do that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So Absolutely. Any any chance I can get to slip in some Sega music or <laughs> Sega you know, sound into my my jams? I'll you know what I, what I need to do? I, I need to do two things or three things to the website. Number one, I need to get Josh's bio on there, which I haven't done. Sorry, Josh. Uh, number, Josh's gosh. bio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and of course, Atari man, Nick DeMarco's got a new article I haven't done again. Sorry, sorry, Nick. And three, I need to make like a, a music page and kind of just link it to your SoundCloud. There. And four, you need to make a big giant to do list. I'd, yeah. I can do that now. I can cross that off my to-do list that I'm gonna make. <laughs> it's funny you brought up you brought up the 3D classics thing because I uh, I was gonna talk about that a little bit because of the disappointment. I mean, I'll probably buy it because I, I like the games that are gonna be on it. But I, 
I got my hopes up. I was like, Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage. But, no. I know. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, that's where I was. <laughs> as far as Sega goes, I, I mentioned on our last recording that no one heard. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I have been Make playing. It sound like no one listens to our podcast. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. <laughs> our, the last recording that didn't get to. Uh, you know, on our feed, but I am playing Persona yeah. 4, which I'm much farther along than I was when I've talked about it last time. And nice. the reason the reason that is Sega snippets because uh, Sega bought Atlas. Atlas made Persona 4, but um, I finally got to where I'm actually fighting, which it was about three hours of story. And like I yeah. said, the last thing, if the story wasn't good, I would have probably put it down because it was it was just A it was just nothing. Yeah, nothing but dialogue. But it's the, good. It's good. And the voice acting's not bad. I, I, yeah, they of... actually fixed uh, one of the characters' uh, voice acting. I, they they added some new features to that game. They fixed some of the voice acting. Um, Atlas is just a great company oh, yeah, all yeah. around. Just putting quality products out. Uh, one Atlas. of one of the few Japanese companies that I really feel like is is stepping up uh, to the plate as far as that goes. Um, yeah. And they've always been real big on handhelds. Like I remember, this, yeah. might, this might be an obscure title, but uh, Summon Knight on Game Boy Advance. It was like a, uh, it was an RPG, but when you went into your battle, instead of it being like turn based or something, it goes into like a platforming fighting game. Really oh, cool. Oh, nice. So, uh, I think a Swordcraft story, I believe. Summon Knight, Swordcraft, great game. Atlas. That was one of the first times I really dug into Atlas, but that was a great game. But anyways, um, no, that's awesome. But did you like the you like the battle system in Persona Four? Yeah, yeah. I like the music. Oh, the How do you like the good. like the the battle music? I like the battle music, and I also like like when it's kind of like the mystery sound. There's like this little piano in the background. It's a little creepy. I, I love that little tune. Mm-hmm. Just kind of yeah. Uh, it's it is like almost like a Scooby Doo mystery yeah, type yeah. thing going on in the game. It's great. And, and Not, there's one character that kind of looks like Thelma. Anyways, <laughs> is that a what was her name? Like Chi or Velma? Or I'm saying Thelma, like Thelma Louise. I mean Velma. Thelma? <laughs> what, what's her name? Was it C H I E T or Chai? Uh, Chi A Chi A. Yeah. I can't remember. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm so hoping, I think I'm like five hours into it. I know I've got a long way, but it's one of those games I'll probably play for a year or two. Just kind of. And, and here's some something crazy. I'd love to throw in these silly, obscure facts. Um, so <laughs> Persona Four is is part of uh, the larger universe of Shin Megami yes. Tensei. Devil. And uh, over in Japan, on the Sega CD, there's actually a port of Shin Megami Tensei One. To wow. that. Yeah, to the Sega CD or Mega CD for them. So that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Uh, that game's actually available in English now, too, if you have uh, iOS or Android, I think. Or if you just look up online, you can find a fan <laughs> translation of the Super Nintendo game. <laughs> you could. Just don't tell them uh, I sent you. you know? That's right. It's Super Nintendo. We can do that. But um, <laughs> the other thing I want to talk about, I, I should have wrote this down for the last recording, but uh, I got to go to Dave & Buster's over the uh, Christmas break. Um, if you got, I don't, I don't know if that's a uh, uh, worldwide or global thing at all, but it's a like a, it's kind of like an arcade with like an Applebee's building. That's always oh, tell yeah. everybody. We got them over here. Oh man! Yeah. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you what, Sega is alive in that place. I I could not believe how many Sega arcade games there were. Uh, the first one Did I went to uh, Afterburner. Uh, after they had the Daytona USA, they had like twelve of those things hooked up. It was great. Um, and then there was, I didn't realize Sega made the arcade version, but uh, Episode 1 Pod Racing, where you actually get into the pod and control yeah. it with the, uh, oh man, I, oh, I didn't, nice. didn't realize that was a Sega game for the arcade. Because I have it on uh, Nintendo 64, and I can't remember who did it. But um, Is the arcade that, version that like, a lot different yeah. than the N64 version? I mean, it's pretty much the same game, but you control it just like the real pod. You have the two uh, handles. Oh and, yeah, you had like the two oh, twin so cool. sticks or something. Oh, yeah. like the throttle controls or whatever. Yes, yeah, so like you, and if you want to... hydraulics? Tra- 
Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, no, like the, the after the new Afterburner game they put out, uh, you die pretty quickly. It's kind of it kind of plays, of course, like the old Afterburner, but with super duper updated graphics. But the hydraulics in the seat are great, oh, and man. like the the screen actually. The way it's on a platform of sorts, so when you move the seat, when you move the controls, the screen actually moves with you. Oh wow, <laughs> that's, that's crazy! crazy. Well, that is cool. I, I think the coolest thing that happened at the arcade, and this this is a real short story, but uh, I started playing a uh, virtual tennis four. I just you know popped a thing in there, and one of my friends that came with me, I was just smack talking, I was wiping the floor with him, and then uh, all these other guys came up like, oh, I'm gonna take you on. I'm like, all right, so, and I, I beat like four <laughs> four or five people in a row. They were all like lining up to try to beat me. I'm like, this is like old school arcade stuff here. Oh man, <laughs> so, nice. but yeah, it was cool. I mean, there's a, I, I should have wrote down everything I saw, but there's a ton of Sega games there. Real excited about that. I, uh, what else? Virtual Cop. I think that was one. I keep thinking Time Crisis is a Sega game. That's Namco. But um, a lot, lot of cool shooting games. House of the Dead. That's one. That was everywhere. So, but yeah, that was cool. If y'all ever get a chance to get a Dave & Buster's uh, listeners out there, please do uh, that. I forgot I had one little story, too, about a Sega game. Uh, when we went to Pinballs, uh, when I met up with Vic, uh, this is Sega-related. <laughs> so we were at Pinballs, and they have a Typing of the Dead machine there, Ooh, which is amazing. It's great. But the huge letdown was when we get to play it, it's all in Japanese. It's <laughs> a Japanese luck. arcade game, which is great. Someone's probably going to enjoy it. But because it's not in English, and I don't know a lick of Japanese. <laughs> good luck with uh, that. Good luck with that because <laughs> everything's either in, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's some, uh, I guess, Roman numeral. You know, I mean, there, there's, I'm sorry, what am I trying to say? There are some letters some English letters um, and like Romanji, I guess you would call it. And then there's the, um, what you call it, the, the Japanese symbols. And the first thing that happens is Vic and I put in like a freaking like dollar, dollar 25 just to play this thing. We start the game up and yeah, the first thing that happens is we get like these Japanese characters and we get a game over. <laughs> 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 Thanks, guys. It's just like, oh man, come on! Why can't they? Why couldn't they have just like taken the Dreamcast game? Because uh, now you can put, you can actually put games on the Dreamcast. You can put them on a hard drive. Yeah. People figured this out. I was like, put Typing of the Dead. Put it on a hard drive. Hook it up to a Dreamcast. Put it in a <laughs> some sort of cab <laughs> or something. Give me two keyboards, and I will go to town. I need to get that again. You know, I bought that game by accident. Um, luckily, I already had the keyboard. Because I played a lot of Quake 3 on my Dreamcast. And I thought I was buying House of the Dead and realized I got Typing of the Dead. It was one of those deals where, like, you uh, it's go to so game. It's so much better. Oh, it really was, though. That's a funny thing. But I, I remember getting it at, like, Babbage's or something. And it came yeah. in, like, a generic jewel case. And I got it home. And I was kind of disappointed at first. But once I started typing away, I'm like, man, this is great. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like Mavis Beacon all over again. Mavis <laughs> Beacon. <laughs> Mario teaches typing with lots of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, Sega does it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, your turn, Josh. What's going on Sega in your life? Um, that's all so the time we have. Yeah, we're going. <laughs> like, like, uh, next uh, segment. <laughs> uh, so I don't remember what I've what I talked about last time that didn't get released and what happened before, <laughs> but uh, I'll just go through it. Uh, so I picked up a uh, a cheap scaler. Uh, the brand is Pan Long, so I got some art. Yeah, Pan Long. I don't know. It's, uh, <laughs> but basically, it's a little box that takes uh, um, SCART input and it upscales it to 1080p. So uh, I got some SCART cables for my Genesis, 
and plugged it into that, and now I could get uh, full quality RGB upscaled on my TV. So that was pretty cool. Now, wait, uh, wait, quick question. SCART yep. is not a common format in the United States. That's correct. It's more of a European standard, but for high definition, right? Um, I know it carries well SCART. So the connector, not high definition, but it's it's better quality than RGB. Right. Yeah. SCART. I think it's twenty three pins. It's a very strange connector. It's pretty wide, um, and it's it almost looks like a rectangle, but on one side it's kind of notched in. <laughs> but a SCART connector can carry S video, composite, or RGB. Um, okay. So th that's one of the cool things about the scaler is that you could buy a little converter that basically takes either S-Video or Composite and puts it to SCART and then it'll scale it up. So this is actually the cheapest way to upscale all your retro games, which is pretty cool. Like I bought an actual S-Video and um, Composite scaler and that thing was like $100 on its own. And then I yeah. found this. This was 50 bucks with a $5 adapter and it does the <laughs> same thing basically. I mean, it's not... Not as nice. So this is all just, this is basically the magic bullet solution to getting retro games playing on your uh, HDTV? Yeah, in RGB, yeah. Okay. So you buy some SCART cables, buy this converter. The converter's 50 bucks. Uh, your SCART cables are usually about 20 bucks, depending on where you get them from. Uh, but then you can, um, yeah, you can play in uh, higher quality, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's actually pretty noticeable, the clarity, especially with text and stuff like that. It's pretty neat. So. Yeah. Um, that was cool. Um, I replaced the LCD on my Nomad. I think I showed you guys earlier. Was um, that hard to do? I've been. No, it's actually pretty easy to do. So there it is. Yay! I, I tried yeah. to I tried to replace nice. an I iPad screen one time, and that was fail city. That's so. probably a lot harder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, you get uh, you can get a backup camera. So like the cheap camera that you would get for, or the screen you would get if you were installing a backup camera in your car. It's a little 3.5 inch LCD. And uh, it's like 20 bucks for the screen, and it has you know composite video input. And William Culver from Arcade USA, who also does ColecoVisions and a bunch of other awesome podcasts, did a video that show you how to do it. So you just unscrew your uh, your Sega uh, Nomad, you get this screen, and uh, it's it's soldering maybe like four wires. It's pretty easy. Sweet. So and then well, you just, how about if you can't solder any wires? Uh, then you can't. And do it's it. like climbing but, a mountain. It's like clocking them out. It's not the roller skates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the trick is getting the right screen. So you just have to get a screen that can handle the signal properly. But uh, it looks great. Um, it uses less power, so your battery life is better. And um, it's a modern LCD, so it's brighter, clearer, and everything. And it's it's not really getting stretched. So yeah, it's a must. You, you got to do it if you have a Nomad because it's just it's it's awesome. So um, and then. Uh, I picked up a couple of Sega games at the local game store. I got uh, Jurassic Park Rampage Edition for five bucks, <laughs> which is a pretty good game. I've only played it a little bit. It's pretty interesting. Uh, I got Prince of Persia for five bucks, and I got uh, NHL '93 for the Sega 3 CD for five bucks. So I've not played the Sega CD version. So uh, I love NHL '93, especially when I'm beating Rob at it because uh, the Flyers <laughs> are cool. Uh, so go Penguins. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see what the differences are in the CD version. So um, that's why I picked that up. Uh, and then I got, uh, he, but Rob actually gave me the uh, Sega Master System Encyclopedia by Derek Slayton. Very cool book, uh, full color. Um, 
it's it's fun just to sit there and page through to figure out what Master System games you want to check out. So yeah, that's a lot of fun. Um, and then I picked up the Power Base FM, which basically allows you to play your Master System games on your Genesis, and it has a FM sound chip in it, so you can play R Type with FM sound, which is really really cool. Now I had a question for you: Does it actually have an FM sound chip in it, or is it just use, utilizing the FM that's already in the Sega Genesis? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> is that an Ask Aaron question? I like, think that's should a good I go that's take my own advice just and go ask uh, yourself do some research? <laughs> <laughs> well, I well, you know, honestly, I'm pretty sure it's in the cartridge because they sell a Powerbase Mini, and the Powerbase Mini just lets you play the Master System games. Yeah. The Power uh, Mini FM uh, costs a little bit more, so I'm assuming that they put the chip in there, but I'm not certain. Yeah, that's a good question, though. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, I, I definitely recommend you guys check out Stone Age Gamer, uh, which I think is where you got it from, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, be- because especially because, uh, so if you have a Sega CD, you definitely want to grab their uh, their backup cart. Which which allows you to save games, but they have the one that they sell that like makes it so you can save whatever you want ad infinitum because you're never going to run out of space. It's it's so huge, uh, and it's still cheaper than the official one that Sega put out uh, because I think the one Sega put out you find it on eBay for like eighty bucks, something stupid like that. Uh, wow. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and so like. One of the best games on Sega CD, you absolutely have to have that backup card, uh, which is Shining Force CD, like Ooh, yeah. to, to unlock the bonus chapters and stuff. The, the game, you know, you can't save to the internal battery in the Sega CD. You need the extra cartridge space. Is that a totally different game than Shining Force 1 and 2? Yeah, so Shining Force CD is, uh, the first two chapters are a collection of uh, the Game Gear Shining Force games, the Japanese one that didn't come out here, and then Shining Force 2, sort of Hadja, uh, which did come out here. And then um, they added these two, like a third third chapter that's exclusive to the Sega CD, and then like a bonus chapter, which adds like a few little missions. Oh, cool. Yeah, so a lot of people might get it confused, but it's its own thing pretty much. Pretty cool. Awesome. Uh, and then lastly, uh, I gave my brother a Sega Master System for Christmas, so that was cool. Merry Christmas. Um, awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't often see them. I, I happen to have one, and it was in really good condition with two original controllers. I love the look and feel of those controllers. They're pretty cool. Yeah. What does a Master System run you anymore? Uh that's a good question. I don't often see them. I would guess probably between 50 and 80. Okay. Uh, that's just a guess. I don't know. Aaron, what do you think? Yeah, I would say yeah. maybe about, about 50. Um, I mean, here in the U.S., they, the system really didn't do as well in other places, so it seems like they're a little more scarce. But, you know, you, you've got different ways to play Master System games, thankfully. You know, you've got the power-based converter. You've got the devices that... Uh, that Josh mentioned. Uh, so, you know, if you can't find a Sega Master System, you're not completely out of luck. Yeah, that's true. And, and the power base is like yeah. 60 bucks now, I think. Yeah, yeah I, think, I, I, think I had to sell mine. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> that that mini one, I think, on the Stone Age Gamer was like $30, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, without the FM, it's like 30 And with the FM, I think okay. it's like 45 But yeah, it's, that's one of the reasons why I got it. It was just like awesome. 
Um, and I, I wanted to uh, give a quick shout out because we probably haven't mentioned them enough. Uh, but Master System Masterpieces is a podcast on the Retro Junkies Network devoted to Sega Master System. And my buddy uh, Paul Stevenson's on there. Uh, and then George Vosper is the host of that show. So definitely check him out. Yeah, I think you were on that show one time too, Aaron, right? Yeah, I was. We were talking about R-Type and tar- yeah. talking about the uh, oh, capabilities of that game. Yeah. Yeah, that game's awesome. It yeah. is awesome. So, yeah. Um, it, it was cool, though. My brother was, like, so so excited. He never had a Master System before. It was pretty cool. And we played a bunch of Double Dragon. So it's nice. it's really tough on that system. It is, like, really hard, but uh, it's fun. So that was cool. Awesome. Yeah, I need I need to get a way to play Master. I got a couple Master System games here, and I have no way to play them, so I, I never owned one. Yeah, yeah. I own. Oh, oh, you never had one? No. Um, you know, it's funny because I I live in a real small area, and I never I didn't even hear about the Master System until the internet came out like ninety five, ninety six for me. So I mean, I know the internet was out before that, but before I got the internet, I had no clue what the Master System was. It just never was in a store near me, not in my rental stores or anything. So it was kind of a shock to me that I always thought the Genesis was the first Sega console. Yeah, me too. I was the yeah. same way. I never knew about it until I, I was I was like playing emulation and someone was like, "Oh, check this out!" And it was uh, it was Sonic on the Master System. I was like, "Oh, what is this?" They're like, "Oh, it's eight bit Sonic." I was like, "Oh, that's so cool! What is that?" Like, yeah, and it, and it's it's funny. It's like I I grew up with the power based converter. I never actually owned uh, a Sega Master System until, like you said, the internet. And then I had to have Fancy Star One. I was like, because I had a Sega Genesis, and we had like Fancy Star Two, Three, and Four. We're like, where's Fancy Star One? And my brother's like, oh, it came out on this older system you never played. I'm like, oh, okay. We, we gotta get it. Gotta get it. Gotta get it. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's and funny, uh, yeah, it's just weird how that works out. It's crazy to think that uh, the Game Gear, like we all knew the Game Gear when it came out because it was going up against the Game Boy, but little did we know that it was really just like an updated Master System. <laughs> So much so that you can buy an adapter and play Master System games on your Game Gear. <laughs> yeah, I found one of those. I picked it up. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I picked up, uh, um, I think it's, is it uh, Wonder Boy and Dragon's Trap, I think? Yes. Yeah, I Great found game. that. Yeah, Great I think game. I picked it up 20 bucks boxed. So, Ooh. yeah. I was like, nah. I wasn't sure. It looked like a really cool game. I think they wanted. Are you 25. kidding me? That's they, oh, they, they wanted yeah, twenty five. Uh, is that Wonder Boy three? I think it is. I'm not certain. I, I, I forget. I think I think three is is it the one where you start out as a human, then you turn into a dragon. I've not played it yet. I just okay. I, I'm, I, I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> That is, well, Paul Stevenson, Retro Obscure, Masters of Masterpieces. That's one of his favorite games. It's also one of my favorite games. So if you don't dig it, then you can get off my show. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just kidding. All right. I'm, well, not. I'll, nice. I'll, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's it's yeah. one of the best games on the system. Let me, let me go check my shelf. I'll be right back. Give me two seconds. All right. He'll be back in two hours. Two hours, yeah. He's going he's gonna to go play the game. He feels He feels bad. <laughs> He's like, Aaron's not gonna be my friend anymore if I don't go play that. <laughs> yeah, I gotta break the fourth wall right now and explain to people uh, listening that uh, I, I think Nick uh, he started this, but he actually plays the game we're gonna talk about while we're doing the show. <laughs> I do helps me helps me remember what I want to talk about because no, notes are great, 
that I swear every time I every time I go back and listen to a podcast, I'm like, oh, I forgot to say this or that or this or that. Uh, so yeah. it's just you know. I, and, Is this it, there one? Hmm? Is this it? Can you see my camera? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, this is a new thing for Genesis Gems too. Uh, <laughs> we we're actually video. trying to do this with video. <laughs> you can't see the video, but we can see it. Uh, so, what's happening right now is Josh is showing me a copy of uh, one of the top five games on the Master System, which is Wonder Boy Three: Dragon's Trap. And you got it boxed for twenty bucks. Yep. No, no manual. You but. sir. You, sir, don't know what you're in for. You're in for a fantastic little game. Nice. If you, you know, I, I can throw in another uh, thing here. What, what, what's that other show you do, Nick? Something about uh, Metroidvania. Metroidvania. Haven't done it in a while, but yeah. yeah. There you go. It's, <laughs> it's kind of a Metroidvania-ish game before that term cool. existed. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I got I got Wonder I got Wonder Boy and Monster World for the Genesis. Love that game. Sweet game. But is it a gem? Stay tuned one day and you'll find out. <laughs> Boy, they. All right. All right. So uh, we had a good segue earlier when Aaron was like, maybe we should ask Aaron, but we didn't do that. But um, yeah, this is gonna be a really bad segue. Seg- seg- oh man, <laughs> snailed it. <laughs> good segue. Yes. That's a good. Um, so nice. yeah. So this is going to be the worst segue ever, so uh, yeah, uh, this is Ask Aaron. Aaron Hickman is a dude who knows a lot about Sega games. Ask him questions, it's okay, and he will answer them if he wants. You got some questions? He's got some answers. That's right, and I did not mentally prepare this time. Uh, I I looked over the questions, some of them are pretty funny, uh, but I, I will do my best. Okay, so let's see here. I think you asked this question back on the 13th of January. Wow. Fantastic. It's been a while. It has. We're up to like the, we're recording this on the 25th. Okay, so first question, Eric Purcell asks, how do you rock the mic so well? <laughs> uh, two turntables and, no. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Where two it's at. Two turntables and a microphone. Where yeah. it's at. <laughs> well, it you guys can't see it. But it takes two to make a thing go right. What's that? It makes two make it out of sound. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can see Aaron. He's definitely rocking it. So he's, yes. he's definitely rocking the mic. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Brian Bowen asks, how many times have you seen The Force Awakens? I've seen it one time. Two. <laughs> Thrice. Yeah, I've seen it once. But once uh, once was, was good. Uh, I don't want to want this to become this, the Star Wars uh, podcast because there's already one on the Retro Junkies Network. That's right. Uh, Star Wars Nerds Unite. Uh, but, man, name dropping everything tonight. <laughs> Force Awakens <laughs> was, was a fun movie. And if that movie had come out in the 90s, I kind of wish Sega had made a game out of it. It would have been fantastic. Oh, yeah. But it's not. And, uh, you know, thankfully, it's, it's a good movie. And, you know, it wasn't... I'm just going to say this real quick. I liked the Star Trek reboot a little more than Star Agreed. Wars Force Awakens. Agreed. They're both Whoa. good. Star Whoa. Trek was like a 10 uh, for a reboot. This, this was good, though. 
The uh, Star yeah. Wars was and, good. And, and here's here, and then here's why. And I'll, and I'll go into this real oh, quick. Nick is like and it's uncomfortable over there. This is hilarious. Nick, this, Nick look is at squirming this, in his chair. Like no, no, look because this what, what, video. Star, what the first the Star Trek reboot did is it brought in a lot of new fans because it kind of subverted everyone's expectations. But I wasn't Star a Star Wars. Until I saw yeah, if you weren't a Star Trek fan at all. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like with, with Star Wars, like you know. We have the past successes to look at, and then we have the fact that, we, like, I kind of went in thinking, well, J.J. Abrams knows what he's doing. He's not going to screw this up. I mean, at worst, there's going to be a lot of lens flare, but it's going <laughs> to be a good movie. <laughs> and I wasn't disappointed. It was a good movie, it but was. it kind of felt like, you know, there's a lot of winking and nodding to this and that, like a lot of fan service, which I get, you know. Um, and, and some of it did kind of feel like... Uh, a new hope, like some rehashing some of that stuff, um, trying to appease the fans. What I'm looking forward to is the sequel, where they took, where they're going to take all of the goodwill of Force Awakens and cash in on it, and you know all of all the good stuff, and make an even better movie that won't feel like it's a kind of a rehash. Yeah, I get that. I, I, I think you. I would probably give it. I would give Star Wars probably. The new Star Wars probably like an eight point seven. It was great. Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> I, I really I had a lot of fun. I was happy more with fun, it. more fun than I had had seeing any of the the prequel movies. Oh yeah, for no sure, doubt. no doubt. Yeah, I think they played it a little safe, and I, I don't blame them at all because you probably would have got death threats if it didn't go well. So, uh, but it was good. Nick, yeah, Nick, yeah. I mean, maybe needed more midi chlorians and oh no. no, 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 no. <laughs> You know, no, no, Galactic no, no, no. Senate sessions. And... <laughs> All, right, All right, Nick, you get a speaker piece. You've been squirming. Uh, I, okay, I'm, I've never been a huge Star Trek fan. did love the new J.J. Abrams stuff, but I don't think those were better than the new Star Wars movie. I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, so it's kind of hard for me to say that. But I did like the new one. I love the new characters. Um, yeah. It, this isn't spoiling awesome. it, but, but, but Finn and Ray are great characters. I love, <laughs> especially Finn, love that story. Uh, you guys... If you haven't seen that, you're you're in for a treat there. It's definitely in in romance with Poe. Oh, that's so great! But <laughs> and, and, and if there was a gripe, yeah, I agree that it was a lot like New Hope. But I think his storyline of just kind of being this—I won't go into it. But to me, that was fresh. Um, but yeah, I, I won't. I love that movie. I'm gonna. Yeah, I need to go like watch we it again. Could, we could do a whole other podcast devoted to like our thoughts about this yeah, movie. Yeah. But we're on a Sega Genesis podcast, <laughs> and you know, until we like branch out and do like. Star Wars on the 32X, like that's literally the only <laughs> other game we can. That's right. Talk about, uh, <laughs> or the with, ones on uh, Sega CD. Star Wars Chess. <laughs> what about the the Star Wars trilogy in the arcade, but made by Sega? Right, it was Sega, okay. wasn't it? Um, I think that was. There was also, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think right. you're right. I think the trilogy was was Sega. But yeah, so back to these questions <laughs> that are being asked of me. Thanks yep. a lot, Brian Bowen. You really got a conversation got started. Got us all riled up, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He was he was just shaking in his boots. That's right. He's about to punch me through the, the screen here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the video is kind of not, you know, if it were just audio, I could have just did all that and no one would have known. So. Right. Oh, no. yeah. but now we can see you and uh, yeah. I have to say that polo suits you. Polo and you see my goofy yeah. grin. I, I never quit smiling, so sorry about that. <laughs> Even on that's mad, a nice I'm like, strawberry daiquiri you're drinking right there. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, okay, so I'll, I'll move on now. <laughs> He's got a glass. Oh, 
That was actually from last night. <laughs> you guys nice. had me. I was depressed. We didn't podcast last night, so. <laughs> I know. Well, that one I, I can emphatically say I was ready. Uh, no, it's all it's all good. Okay, okay, so I'll move on here. Uh, Gabe says, "What's your guilty pleasure?" Talking about Star Wars movies on a Genesis podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty good. Uh, no, my guilty pleasure as far as uh, Sega Genesis games, I don't know. I get some sick pleasure out of playing Shaq Fu. Yeah. I I don't know. It's like everything in me wants to hate the game, but I still it, <laughs> enjoy playing it for some reason. I hear you. It's not as bad as what people say. I it's will say not. That. It's one of those overhyped bad games like yeah, ET. Yeah. One of those yeah. games where it's like you could see the ingenuity and effort that that, uh, that went into it, and it's you know it's like a horrible train wreck. You just can't look away, <laughs> and, and then you just kind of start to love it. You know, I don't know. Ah, moving on here. Uh, <laughs> Matt Daly asks, which produced the best sound, Genesis, Super NES, or TurboGrafx-16? And I'm going to say this question is like opening up the hugest can of worms. Uh, and I, I hate to fall on one side or the other because I think I've been asked this question in, in a similar vein before. I will just say that all three systems do certain sounds really well. And certain things, they're not as well up to the task. Super Nintendo does great orchestral music. And slap Genesis bass. does great techno and rock music. Seinfeld. Yeah, slap bass, <laughs> Seinfeld bass. Uh, um, you know, TurboGrafx 16, Wavetable, some great stuff. Uh, you know, the the samples on there, kind of like the Genesis, can sound a bit grainy. Super Nintendo had the best samples. I mean, if you think about the Super Nintendo, it was all sample based, and so you really had a much wider variety of, of sounds you could choose from. But then it didn't sound as fluid sometimes as Genesis did. Like, you know, you, you take stuff from, like, Streets of Rage 2, you just couldn't do it on the Super Nintendo. Uh, and you Michael Jackson's do... Moonwalker. Exactly. Or you couldn't <laughs> do, uh, like, Chrono Trigger or Final Fantasy 3 on the Genesis and have it quite sound as dynamic and, and orchestrated and, and what have you. Um, and, and so my, my decision uh, where I kind of fall... <laughs> on this one is i say why don't we just agree to um the the winner being uh the genesis plus the sega cd plus the 32x <laughs> i'll tell you why real quick it's because the sega genesis had uh an fm chip inside it also had the psg from the master system well you add the sega cd and now you've got uh you, you can do red book audio but built into the Sega CD is actually its own uh, sampler. And so you've got these multiple channels, kind of like the Super Nintendo, I can't remember how many, that do sampling. So you've got the, the FM plus the sampling, and then you throw in the 32X, and guess what? You've got Wavetable, which is another <laughs> form of, of sound synthesis. So you put them all together, and you've pretty much got the, the, dream, you know, the dream team. I mean, if you, if you didn't already like the Sega Tower of Power going on there... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it brings it like it, it, if someone could find a way to make these three different uh, sound systems work together in tandem, I'd be so there. So the, the winner is obviously the Sega Tower Power. It that, still needs a SID chip, though. Yeah, yeah, it needs a SID <laughs> chip. You're absolutely Everything right. needs a SID chip. <laughs> <laughs> Throw a SID chip at it. 
yeah. Commodore 64 <laughs> nerds. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move on until unless you guys have something to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. All right. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> all right. Uh, me and Jenny was like peas and carrots. Uh, <laughs> Did it ask Craig? Lieutenant Dan. Uh, <laughs> I'll stop. Uh, so Anthony Pig says, besides Sonic... Uh, favorite Sega character, I would have to say Toe Jam and Earl. So that's that's a twofer. A twofer. <laughs> that's a twofer. They're a team. It counts. Yeah, they're they're definitely my my favorite Sega characters. They've got that tood going on. Yeah. Not Sketch Turner. Sketch Turner. Is Sketch like, Turner. He's he was uh, in my head just now, but he's probably like a distant third or fourth. Like he doesn't. I think it's it's cool. Uh, he was a great like '90s. Oh yeah, uh, the the, the the hoodie with the short sleeve shirts and the mullet and then the, oh man, that's just yeah. Like I I almost so think good. he'd be kind of washed up now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, back in the '90s, he was really cool. My favorite is Bubbles the monkey from uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalker because he always yeah. points to the boss. That's always helpful. <laughs> it's like that monkey that comes out in Family Guy. It points at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So random, but great. That's why I love being on the show. <laughs> uh, speaking of random, if the Sega Genesis was personified, this is Blake Worrell. If the Sega Genesis was personified as a beautiful real life woman, oh gosh, who do you think she'd be? <laughs> uh, he has a thing for Blaze, doesn't he? <laughs> man, I can't. I can't even. Can you guys help me out with this one? Because I'm trying to think of anyone. Uh, I, I almost wanted to make it a. Joan Jett. Joan Jett. I had an idea, but I was trying to remember. Family friendly. I think there's like a no. It is family friendly because <laughs> I kidding. think there's like a an actress or a model or, model or something where her name is actually Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't remember. Um, shoot. <sighs> who's, who's the one everyone's into right now from uh, Hunger Games? Uh, I just want to yell at my wife right Jennifer now. Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, Jennifer. Jennifer Lawrence. Lo- J Law. There you go. Jennifer J-Law. Lawrence. Yeah, because you know so- sometimes people make fun of her, but she's actually really cool. And uh, you know, once you get to know her, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> but like every time I see her, like on a talk show or something, like I, she's really engaging. I'm really, she's, she's real cool. She's, she's normal. She's cool. You know, she's like kind of nerdy. She's down I mean, to earth, yeah. and that's what I. F- that's I like how her. I feel about the Sega Genesis. Like Sega Genesis. It's really approachable. It's down to earth. Like, why am I comparing a woman to a Sega Genesis? I don't know. But you reminded me of that movie Zoolander. He's like, that Hansel's so hot right now. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's not good. Zoolander. Uh, the, uh, the next question is thankfully really easy, and I, I totally remembered my answer. And sometimes people come up with questions that are definitely not Sega related. Uh, but it's all. Uh, uh, you want to talk about names that I can't pronounce? Sorry, uh, Saul or Sal? Sal. There we go. Uh, Sal uh, Geofrida says toilet paper roll under or over, <laughs> and I have to say, That's over. Great. That's I, last time I checked, I wasn't even thinking about it. It was over. So, there's your answer. <laughs> Man, I wonder if people are wondering, when are they going to talk about pigskin football? Soon, the answer soon. is soon, my friend. How soon? I'm almost done. Because okay, oh. so Josh Joshua Witt, who I think is on this podcast right now, Ooh. I can see his face. 
Sounds like a hoser. Yeah, so Josh said, what year was the Sega Mouse released in and which game supported it? Josh, I'm so sorry I didn't go research this. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I think, but no, I can tell you a few you, games. I thought you said you were totally ready to record yesterday. I, I was. Oh, and then God. I had a brain dump, and <laughs> I lost everything. I had a, a hard drive crash in my brain, and uh, I lost it. But I think I answered you sort of. I said, uh, more games than you think. I own several of the games on Sega CD that, that supported it, and I had no idea. Um, yeah. Shining Force CD, for example, supports the Sega Mouse. Who knew? It's crazy. Uh, I, I want to say that like some games supported it, but uh, they, they didn't put it on the back of the box or something. I know like fun in games. I've got one game up here on my shelf, um, which is like that Wacky Worlds, that Sonic uh, Creativity Studio game. That supports the Sega Mouse. I want to say that they probably released it right after Mario Paint came out. You know what I'm talking about? Like 1991, 92? Yeah. And then like games like uh, Fun and Games. I think Might and Magic 3 uh, was one of the few on Genesis that actually supported it. But, yeah. It wasn't Monkey like, Island widely adopted. Does. Yeah, Monkey Island was one also, I remember now. Yeah. And uh, I wish I could answer that question better, but uh, you know, I can only soak up so much internet <laughs> at one time uh so quick quickly here uh we're almost done here so paul stevenson asks, what game did you fight with your brothers to play and that's actually pretty easy uh it was marky mark and the funky bunch no <laughs> it was uh oh yeah make your make my own video uh no it, it was uh streets of rage 2 and sonic the hedgehog those are the two i remember the most and anytime I wanted to play anything on Sega CD. I would fight uh, with my brothers because I had three brothers. Uh, my sister was already too old to care um, and only played like Columns and Tetris. So she didn't care. <laughs> but my other brothers, they would, they would play those tricks on me. So I'd lose my turn, like, you know, jump in the hole and get a free man or <laughs> <laughs> chanting something. They, they would chant stuff so that I would die and lose a turn. Like, <laughs> Die, 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 apples in the sky, like over and over and over again. And so I'm just like, shut up. And then I'd run in a hole and die and get a free man. <laughs> Maybe I didn't get the free man, but I still died. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Gail Wilson asks, uh, one of our solitary female uh, subscribers to our, our group page, <laughs> thank you. She says, are you and Nick going to do a Genesis Quest documentary? I don't know, Nick. Did you have any plans to do that? Because, uh, yeah, I don't have that kind of cash. If, if, if she wants to fund it, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Challenge accepted. And that's kind of a... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If you, if you guys have not seen Nintendo Quest, it's everywhere now. It's, it's on Vimeo. You can stream it. You can buy it. I... You know, our buddy uh, Rob McCallum. I know, Nick, you interviewed him on the uh, 90s Entertainment Show. I interviewed him and, yeah. and Jay uh, over on uh, Retro Obscura way back. Awesome guys. Yeah. And, uh, you know, even though it's Nintendo, I mean, we, we don't have any hard feelings. Nah, <laughs> you should nah. definitely check out that documentary. We, it's we, fun. We've actually talked about bringing him on here. He uh, has a big love for Ghostbusters. So 
That's been a, oh. that's been a discussion in the past, having him come on for Ghostbusters. That game's yes. way better on the Genesis. You're not kidding. <laughs> and uh, Nick, Nick, you have one of the top ten games that was on the list in that movie. I do. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some some softball. Yeah, I the, was like, the, hey, I'm, I seen that game before. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I that's know, well, so cool. you sent it, and I was like, holy crap. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I love old baseball games. I wasn't expecting that. Were you talking but, about uh, Dusty Diamond? Yes, Dusty Diamond. Yeah, I yeah. love that game. That's yep. a great game, too. Yeah, it's like, what, top five, or is it top ten? I think it was the top ten, and I, was, I couldn't believe it was in there, because they're like, <laughs> you know, number one is, like, stadium events and, like, yeah. fire and ice and, like, all the crazy easy ones i think it's near the bottom but i saw a little it like, oh man I didn't. so yeah i didn't know what we should talk uh, about guys is is a kind of a dream documentary or a fantasy if, let's pretend like you know we were actually going to do this maybe we should talk about sometime what genesis games would you would you think would go on the top of the list of really hard games to musha find? musha yeah that was like my number one <laughs> Uh, and then probably like if I know in Nintendo Quest they only included North American releases, yeah. but if we included worldwide, yeah, try to find a copy of Tetris. Uh, I've heard that's a super duper. How about like I didn't uh, know that game. existed? Yeah, Tetris on the Mega Drive. T- Tengen, I'm uh, guessing. I no, I think Sega actually put it out. Huh? Really? Hmm. Yeah, and yeah, crazy it, stuff. Is, is Mega Man Wily Wars hard to find? Uh, you know what? I don't think so. Did I'm I not sure. That. Okay. Yeah, it did come out in Never cartridge form in uh, Europe and Japan. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, I was going to say Sega Channel. Okay. Yeah, now you can grab repos of it. But that's it for <laughs> Ask Aaron. Probably one of the longest Ask Aaron's. Thank you guys for bearing with me. I will be here all night or at least till the rest of this podcast is over uh, <laughs> it, it always back to you. it always works out well though because we always extend these uh, segments on when the game's not really a big game to talk about but uh, yeah i mean this one is a pretty uh it, it's really hard to stretch out yeah uh a full show for this game because it's an arcade game that does not have a ton of depth we'll just put it that way that's right so with that, <laughs> so segue away, right into it. Uh, <laughs> uh, game on, Aaron. Game on. Game on, Josh. Game on. Game on. Yeah, game on. Sega. All right, Pigskin 62180, uh, or otherwise known as Jerry Glanville's something football. What's it called? Yeah. Pigskin. <laughs> uh, Pigskin football. But pig when you boot football. the game up, if you let it. If you let the game run long enough, it actually reverts to the original name. Yep. yep. And what what was the uh, all the tagline for it? We had through in Arch Rivals and uh, Rampage. Yeah, it's in the game too. It's yep. uh, it, it was something about uh, the medieval Arch Rivals are on a rampage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and, and Arch Rivals, we'll co- cover that one day. But that was kind of NBA Jam before NBA Jam happened. Uh, it pretty much was, yep. and NBA Jam didn't have punching. So and or pulling down shorts. Right, so. but it did have Clinton. Did yes, <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it. But uh, yeah, uh, Jerry Glanville's pigskin football. Um, my memories on this were mainly emulation. Um, I was a little let down when I first played it because I was expecting something similar to Mutant League football, 
um, you know, something more arc, something with a little bit more depth, I think. So, um, knowing that it was just kind of like a game where you can only control one character at a time was a little, little, little difficult. But um, you know, it, it it was an okay time. Well, I'll get onto that later. But that was kind of my memories with the game. Did you guys ever play this growing up? Or I, what's funny, I never played it in the arcade. Uh, I remember playing Arch Rivals in the arcade, though, yeah, and really stinking at it, and then playing it on the NES. Uh, and maybe a little bit on the Sega Genesis. Uh, and for some reason, uh, they, they had a copy of uh, Jerry Glanfield's Pigskin Football. What a mouthful. Uh, they, they had a copy of it at my local Hollywood video. And I was just like, what the heck is this game? You know, because you see, like, the guy trying to catch the football, and then he's got, like, these spiked gauntlets on. And you're just like, what's this game about? And, uh, yeah, I... I picked up a copy of the game. This must have been about, uh, I think I was 12 maybe. Uh, and, and I would ride my bike to my, uh, my local Hollywood video and they had the game. And so, you know, I used my allowance or whatever it was. And, and I picked up the game and, uh, you know, for finding a random sports title, uh, it was pretty cool. Like it was definitely not what I expected. And at that time I had no idea that uh, some of the same guys who had worked on Arch Rivals and uh, on Rampage also worked on this game and also worked on General Chaos. Uh, but yeah, my memories ah, are okay. Yeah, like <laughs> that, see, my that, brother it and totally I. Reminds me of that game. Yeah, it's it's the same artist uh, and, and same. I think the same gameplay designer. Um, it, and I think it's uh, well, I think the artist's name is Brian. Uh, Colin and uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I remember having fun with this game. Um, I had a lot more fun playing two player with my brother though, because it's like when you get two people who have no idea how the heck to play this game, and you see how much chaos goes on on the screen at once with you know that many players, it, it it's pretty crazy. So it was fun. Good. Do you remember it at all, Josh? Nope, never heard of it, never seen it, never played it until we were going to review it. So Nice. And it's funny because when I first saw uh, Jerry Glanville's name on it, who, uh, for those of you who <laughs> might not know, was a uh, former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons was his big tenure. But um, he did have a losing record all through all through his career, but we won't talk about that. Uh, I was expecting more of a real football simulation, more on the terms of like Madden or Joe Montana football. But, uh, man, and, and not the – jump too far ahead but to me this wasn't really football this was more like rugby i don't know if you guys oh are... and you know what i i know what you mean but it's more of a hybrid of american football and rugby and i will tell you exactly <laughs> why there's one thing about rugby in rugby you can only throw sideways so yeah, lateral yeah. or behind you you can't throw the, the ball forward like in this game uh, and, and also whenever they start downs or whatever in rugby there's something like a called a scrum yeah there's something yeah. where people kind of like <laughs> it was like a huddle there's a huddle kind of to get the ball um uh, and it, it's crazy like i have I've, i'm i've watched it and i have no idea what the heck's going on <laughs> hey, but yeah it, it, it is pretty much a hybrid of of american football in in, in uh rugby yeah so yeah I, I definitely felt you know it was just not quite the football i was used to um 
to go kind of go over the information a little bit, this game was published on the Genesis by uh, Razorsoft, who also did Techno Technocop, and of course it was developed by Midway Midna Midway Games. Yeah, <laughs> Technocop. Um, it, it was released in 1992 for the Genesis, uh, while the arcade version was released in 1990. Um, the composer to the Genesis sound was named Lars Norfson, uh, believe it or not. He also did Stormlord and Stunt Diver on uh, the Genesis. Stunt Driver, the, not Diver, Driver. <laughs> I think the composer in the arcade uh, the arcade game was uh, Dan Forden. Huh. Yeah, and he, he worked on a ton of games for Midway, including, guess what? Spiritual successor to this game, NFL Blitz. Ooh, love Blitz. Ooh, and that's Mortal a great combat game. and super high impact, which is also that's, something I oh, kind of yeah, okay. yeah, which, which is I think kind of like the link between this game and NFL Blitz, I, super I'm, high impact. I meant to say earlier when I was talking about comparing it to Mutant League Football, I also meant to throw in super high impact because I like that game. But what, what is that game? I've it's you mama's boy. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite quote. It, game. It's a it's an arcade uh, type football game, and like you can definitely like Aaron was saying, see the. Uh, uh, direction it was going towards blitz because the like when you pick a play in that like it's the same layout as what blitz is you got like maybe nine plays to pick from and you just kind of hover it over and you know yeah it's cool yeah, it, you're all, you're always either blitzing or hail mary yeah yeah <laughs> nice nice yeah. And i it, just love the and blitz after the downs happen after it was like, like they blow the whistle you can continue to just like smash into people like drop so it's like yeah yeah you hear the whistle <laughs> and it's like yeah yeah my uh, my oldest son, I have it on the Nintendo 64. He loves playing NFL Blitz. We have a good time playing that game. But uh, anyways, back to football. <laughs> um, the last piece of information I, I dug up here, the uh, the price for it, I don't know how accurate this is. Um, it, it averages $17 for the cartridge. But here's wow. a cr crazy thing. Complete, I don't know why there's such a jump up here. Uh, to get this game complete, it's $72, which I'm hoping that's a typo. Um yeah, that, that's nuts. Like yeah. I never owned it complete, but uh, I I think I had a loose copy of it, and it's like, well, what? I I bought it, you know, for the show. I try to buy all the games we do for the show. Um, I got it with the uh, just the the uh, cart and the cover box, and I ended up getting it for like twenty bucks. So I don't know what uh, maybe the manual is real rare or something. That's why it's seventy two dollars, or maybe the the uh, app I'm using is just uh, yeah. It was actually it printed on uh, goat skin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's got it's got a blood from the from Thor on it. Your, your football right. player. <laughs> so, it wasn't printed on pigskin? Pigskin, yeah, there you go. <laughs> 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 Snailed it. <laughs> right. All right. So, uh, of course, there's really, I don't know if we really consider the story here. I mean, you're playing some very. It's like a one one paragraph blurb. Yeah. Well, the Lost Vikings uh, wanted to play football. <laughs> and, but, they did, and they did. Yeah. <laughs> the, and they were well, I know the setting of the game. Yes. And. <laughs> Well, here I, I have I have the. I box. know what year this game uh, was set in. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I I can read the back of the box. That might help. Yeah. Here, here you go. Smash you, your smash your way to the goal line, or just smash someone else's face. Combining <laughs> the most ruthless elements of American football in a brutal street fight, Jerry Gran Glanville's pigskin football will assault you with a whole new level of sporting mayhem. Spikes, spears, and swords are essential gear as you suit up for the world's number one selling sports arcade hit. If you're screaming for football with a punch, this game's got punches that'll make you scream. No rules, no punts or penalties. And that's pretty much it. It's football with an attitude, a bad attitude, is what Jerry Glanville said. So, there you go. Was the number one selling? What's that? It said it was the number one selling game? 
Oh, well, I mean, like, they could say it's the number one selling <laughs> arcade game in a quarter or something when it first came yeah. out. Yeah. But, uh, like... I had an epiphany when, when you were talking there. Uh, and I, I think I figured out why they went out and got someone's name um, who, who really has nothing to do with this game. I, I mean, obviously, <laughs> he wasn't around in 621 AD. Uh, the whole reason why uh, they attached someone's name to the game was because every other football game on the Sega Genesis had, like, you know, You're right. Joe Montana, you know, all it, you had John Madden, and, and it was basically to stand out. And Sega's big thing, part of their strategy uh, to outdo Nintendo was they had these big names. You, you know, you look at yeah. their, their Genesis does, and they feature, you know, Stars of that time, sports yeah. stars, uh, Buster you know, Douglas, Pat Riley, Buck, David Buster Robinson, Douglas. yeah, all those exactly. Guys. So yep. it was like, you know, obviously Razorsoft or uh, whoever uh, published the game. I'm sorry, maybe it was Sega, um, but whoever published it was like, well, obviously, if we want to market this thing right, we're gonna have to attach someone's name to it. You know, it's, <laughs> you think of like uh, Bill Lambeer's Street Combat basketball. <laughs> yes, that's so awful. Have you played that? That's so awful. Is that like the top-down basketball this game? This game is infinitely better than that yep, game, and yep. that game had even less to do with even the the sport of basketball. <laughs> the game was awful. <laughs> that was like the like when I when we first got a Super Nintendo, it was like, oh, what's this cool basketball game we're gonna play? And it's like the game only had one button, and <laughs> it was like, wait, so we're it was neither cool nor a basketball game. No, I mean it's like we we ha- this game has one button. And you're sitting here holding a controller that has LR, you know, and you've, you've got uh, <laughs> six buttons to, to do stuff with, and, and you get to use one button. <laughs> and it's just like the worst game, and, and much like this game, but again, this game is just so much better. Uh, it had nothing to do with the person attached to it. <laughs> yeah, you're, you nailed that on the head. I mean, the, the amount of star power the genesis had especially on some of those early ads with, like we mentioned those names and michael jackson and all the cartoon characters you know, taz and mickey and donald i mean they they really uh, to me that's kind of what made genesis so big in the beginning um of course you, know, you end up getting a mascot like sonic which is awesome but yeah that, that's a really good point uh, okay so uh the controls of this game before we get started uh pretty simple uh you have you know, your directional pad's going to move your football player around. Uh, your A button is to switch the attitude, which is kind of like your game plan. Um, they, they have man-to-man, bad attitude, get the ball. Those are on defense, and there's some other things like block and get the ball and bad attitude on offense as well. Yeah, and bad at- attitude, I think, is basically telling them to grab the, the weapons. Yeah, to go yeah. Because whenever you get into a scramble, <laughs> a puff of smoke, basically, kind of like in uh, General Chaos, too. When you get, yeah. get into a puff of smoke, uh, the winner is determined by who has the weapon. And if, I think if you both have a weapon, it's it's a draw. Yeah. And and one of my big gripes about this game, and we'll, we'll kind of set this straight up, um, you only control one character in the game. Now, you can, um, your teammates can punch at your command, but you're not actually controlling them up and down. So when you pass the ball, you're actually passing it to a computer character. And when you hit pass again, he's going to pass it right back to you. Um, no matter how many people are on the field, so I, I know when I played NBA Jam, the default settings like that, like you go in and you're only one player, but you can go into options and switch it to tag mode. They call it, which I yeah, I like to do also. Yeah, so I, that that kind of was the first disappointment of this game, and not 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 that that 
once you get used to it, it, it is an enjoyable it's experience. Not, it's not so bad because you can always pass it back to yourself. Yeah, yeah. So there is a bit I mean, of a... You can, I mean, one strategy is you can literally take your guy and run off screen yep, and yep. make him throw like a Hail Mary. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and you get, you, uh, you're probably going to mention this, but uh, you get an extra extra point for how long you the hold, possession, hold yeah. on to the ball. Yeah. Yeah. The possession, yeah. possession bonus, the meter? Yes. Okay. Yep. You guys can really see me looking at the TV now. <laughs> yeah, I, I am too, but I've got the camera looking straight at me. Okay. You think I'm looking at you. Yeah, Chris's looking, looking at you, buddy. <laughs> but, you looking at me? Um, and as far as depth goes, I, th- I think that's uh, maybe one of the turnoffs for this game too is that there's really there's no season mode. You can't pick teams. There's no customization to your, your uh, characters. You basically just you can change the uh, length of the period, which you might want to go ahead and tune that down because I, I tried playing the standard oh my gosh. and it lasted yeah. forever um and another thing I, I i like less players on the field and i like adding i think aaron mentioned this on the conversation we're having uh having like two or three players it kind of turns into like a really really fast-paced nba jam version of the game yeah and speed mode yeah so like I, I, putting the speed on it, it actually does keep up pretty well yeah and i i had a hard time going back to normal speed after i did the fast pace because i was just like oh this game's dragging on even more more than it was so yeah, and it's so. one of those games where you really want to play it uh, two player if you can. Yeah, and I, I never had that opportunity. I uh, never. I was going to have one of my kids play it with me, but I never did have a chance. Now, when you play two player, is it always like uh, man versus man? You can't be on the same team, right? Right. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's it's man versus man, uh, and I don't. You know what? I think um, when you get to the because the game's split up into two areas, so you've got the outside field. Yeah, and then you get to the dungeon, and then that's where the trolls come into play. And I think <laughs> in two-player mode, the trolls still come into play. Depend because the game kind of figures well. If you're losing by this many points, you we're going to give you a troll. And the troll um, actually, I think they win every fight uh, when they get in a scramble, um, and then they're a little faster than the other players. Yeah, and there's a, there's Which, a crazy thing that happens when you have it on like be, yeah when you have it on the highest difficulty. Uh, I can't remember what prompts it, but it'll come up and. Uh, these trolls that come up, and you hit all three of the buttons, A, B, and C, and the whole opposing team is nothing but trolls. Crazy. Yeah, yeah crazy. Oh, and I think that happens, too, if you're beating the... Uh, I think if you beat expert mode, um, in, or if you, you're far enough ahead, then the game actually asks you if you want to enable that mode. <laughs> is, is that, is that the, the difficulty mode that says, like, even worse? Like a, yeah, other, yeah, a, even worse. No experience needed, and there's some other thing, and then the next, there's four. The third one says, like, you know, brutal or something crazy like that, and then the fourth one says even worse, <laughs> which I thought was kind of clever. Uh, yeah, it, it, there is, if, if you take this game in the spirit uh, it was intended, it's a very humorous game, and you, you will laugh. Like, once you get used to the gameplay, there are some funny things going on, and, and nice little touches, uh you know, and just like crazy things, like you you get to you know these these little cutscenes that happen, and like <laughs> you know you get these little tips, and then there's like piles of bones in the corner and stuff. They did not shy away from violence in this game. I will say that. Yeah, and and if your uh, computer character gets in a in a scramble and uh, whatever you want to call that, and actually gets stabbed or something. Uh, he actually dies on the field. Like I'm playing it right now. Yeah. And, um, he and then was, he immediately he, gets replaced. He deteriorates too. Like like he's on his knees and he, he had a little blood on him. It's a very gory game too. Um, and then I passed him just a little bit ago again, and there's nothing but a skeleton. So it was kind of neat. 
really stinks when you're playing two on two like I am right now, and uh, <laughs> he's the only teammate on the field. <laughs> Part of the, the great thing about this game is that you can literally be doing something else completely, not paying attention to the game, and you can look over and be like, "Oh wow, <laughs> my team still scored somehow." <laughs> so, is Josh still there? I'm here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I. So I had the same problem. Like, uh, it, it's definitely way, way too long if you're playing in the standard game mode for one player. It took me like half an hour to finish a game. Yeah. I mean, that was. It was like it was getting painful, and I almost turned it off. And then, uh, and then it switched to, uh, it switched to like the dungeon or whatever. And then I realized like every quarter or. Yeah, it's, every period it switches, which but is really nice. It, it kind of changed it up. Yeah, the the first and second period are outside, and the third and fourth period are in the dungeon. So yeah, so. and there's different obstacles and stuff, yeah. which is kind of cool, and it kind of changes things up. But I think one of the one of the things that most disappointed me though, when I I scored my first touchdown, there's no like celebration cutscene, nothing. Like I thought for certain he would at least spike the ball or something, <laughs> but no, nothing. It just goes right yeah. back to. Uh, well, I think they have like uh, someone come out and hold a sign that will say like "No more Mr. Nice Guy" or something. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. something random, and then it just goes right back into the action. It's usually but. it's usually a girl wearing nothing but her foot brawl. But <laughs> you see what I did there? Yes, did there. good job. Uh, I don't know what a foot brawl is, but, but she's wearing it. <laughs> oh, that was uh, bad. Yeah, the, the humor is pretty good though. I know, like, what are the um. One of the cutscenes you guys were talking about with a pile of bones, it said like "losing team's locker room." Yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but there's literally like there's some things where you're like, for an arcade game, at some points there's really not as much fanfare as you would kind of expect. Like when you when you beat the game, it's like you won or game over, and like nothing. That's and then you go straight to the high score screen, and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of interesting seeing a high score screen on a sports game, though. Yeah, it's like, interesting. And what's up with the Marlboro Man? What's? I know. Yeah, like <laughs> they, you know, they just added him in there. Razorsoft did. It's like, well, we gotta, we gotta do something. I think one thing they did was they added his voice in there once, and then they added him in the cutscene, or not the cutscene, but yeah, the, the little segment that shows, uh, uh, that shows exactly how Josh did. Whatever he just did. Is that Josh? <laughs> that was me. Okay. Uh, well, no, it's the one that shows like all the different ways you killed the fatalities, basically. <laughs> oh yeah, I like that screen. Fatality that was cool. screen. Fatality. But yeah. it's like here's the fatality screen, and then here's the Marble Man, the ultimate way to die. <laughs> it, it looks a slow, painful death. You know what it looks like? Yes. It looks like someone made an advertisement with really bad clip art. That's what it reminded me of in that screen. It was just so out You're of like, place. I'm just going to move this picture right here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, and that's the game. That's pretty much the game. Yeah. There's... No, it really is. We There's really not too much. Um, I, I will say, having experience playing this two-player, it's one of those games where you need to play a two-player, and it becomes so much more fun, guys. Um and it's just because it's so chaotic that if you've got two people who don't know what's going on half the time, that that's just much more fun <laughs> uh, in my mind. And, and setting it down to like two to three players also uh, can make it pretty interesting. Um, and 
it, you know, you can go into the options menu. There are some variables. One thing I noticed too, like I was, uh, I actually got to play Pigskin 621 AD um, in the arcade when I was up in Chicago because uh, Galloping Ghost Arcade, my favorite arcade ever, uh, they actually had Arch Rivals and they had this game next to it. And, uh, it, you know, it was a fun game. It, it, and if you realize that this game was meant to be played in the span of like, you know, it's meant to eat your quarters, but it's meant to be played for like 10 minutes, yeah. five, 10 minutes. And then, you know, it eats your quarter and you, you move on. Um, for that style of game, like, I get it. One, like, and, and the fact that it's a two-player machine, it makes more sense that way. There are certain decisions in terms of gameplay that I wish... They, they would have let us have more control over in the home version. But I get it. Uh, it it's, it's still pretty, pretty fun. Uh, but, yeah, what do you guys think? Yeah, it's definitely satisfying, like, when you, when you score a touchdown, just for the simple fact that you're dodging so many obstacles throughout the, uh, throughout the field, especially when you're in the dungeon, because, man, I feel like I'm always falling in one of those holes in the dungeon. Oh, I know. All the time. Um, and, and the outside is... turn out the lights. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was <laughs> like the Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles yeah. but, my toe. <laughs> my toe, my, my toe, toe, my toe. My toe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, even when you're outside, though, like, I feel like I'm always stepping on a rock. But um, it's frustrating, but it's also really satisfying once you score that touchdown, especially um, if you guys watch my sneak peek video. I, I scored a... I tied the game in the in the first quarter at the very last second. I think there's only 12 seconds left when I got, got the kickoff. So it, it there's parts of the game like that that are very exciting. Um, but it was just you know like like we kind of covered here. I, I played it for a, for a couple hours and I really everything I needed to see I saw. There really was yeah. There, there's not enough strategy by the the end game to really make or you know just enough variation. Or to be more than just like a game you play for one game or you play with a friend. Like it's there's just not enough depth. And and you know what? I can kind of say that about um, Road Rash a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. In that it's like once you do a few races and you realize, oh, this is the whole game. At least Road Rash had like a progression system where you bought, you know, new bikes. I think what this game could have benefited from was Cat, Some cat sort noises. of mode where you dying cat sounds. Yeah, <laughs> cat noises, <laughs> um, fart sounds. Uh, yeah, uh. totally. But no, <laughs> it could have been. It honestly could have benefited from some sort of progression system where you know you you get new players or you get new equipment, new gear. You get you you get to buy new weapons or something. Yeah. How cool would that be? That would be. You know, if you could unlock new weapons uh, during you know follow-up matches or something but you could kind of tell this this was pretty much a, a quick and dirty port of the arcade game and it, once we we talk about sound that will become pretty clear <laughs> okay yeah I, I have to agree it was not really much there as far as depth uh the controls sometimes they felt a little slippery when you're trying to dodge stuff i don't know but uh, it wasn't so bad because I was used to playing General Chaos, so I kind of, I kind of picked up on that, like <laughs> yeah. the kind of floaty, you know, kind of controls. So I was able to work around that. But uh, other times it felt frustrating, like there wasn't much I could have done to to avoid some of the obstacles. I don't really know why. Uh, it was almost like you had to pass it, or you were literally going to run into something. <laughs> yeah, there was just so much crap on the field. Yeah, I think my favorite way to score though was just to punt it 
because there's no downs or anything. So you can literally yeah. just like punt it all the way down the field into the end zone. They just pick it up and you score. <laughs> I think it was like, how did you do that by holding down? You held down the button or something, right? Yeah, you, you hold down C, just keep holding it down, and it'll switch from short pass to long pass, and then a drop kick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and which I, I was hoping I was going to drop kick somebody, but it was just the. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I like the visceral feeling of being able to punch someone. It's just, yeah, it's these little nice little touches in the game that you didn't that made it super unique. It's just. Um, it it needed a little extra something to make it a good console game. It's a good I arcade game. The... Sorry, God. No, you're fine. Yeah, I was, uh, well, about them punching. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> about them punching. Like I don't remember a sound effect of when you actually hit somebody, because like in in general chaos, you know, when you're in the the one on one battle, when you're yeah. punching. That that kind of guttural like like sound when you hit someone, I was wishing that they had something like that. I, I don't remember hearing anything when you successfully hit someone, so it wasn't. I don't know. I felt like it well, wasn't as satisfying when I punched someone. Nick, Nick, are you ready to talk about sound? Yeah, yeah. There's definitely. I, I, well, I had to do something real quick to to remind myself because I, I wrote down a note that the uh, <laughs> the, the sound effects um, and to your point with the punching, how satisfying. There there is a bit of an oomph when you punch. And um, okay. I, I felt that was pretty satisfying, especially when you're playing these retro games with no rumble or any kind of uh, vibration feedback. When there's a real strong sound effect like that, it kind of, to me, adds to the game. So I, I did write that down. I had to, after you said that, See, I, after you said that, I was like, oh, I better go verify that that really happened. So I turned my TV up real quick. I don't, I don't remember. The only force feedback uh, I was going to say, the only force feedback we had for retro games after, uh, after when burner? I was a kid was my brother punching me. Oh yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> that was the force feedback. I was thinking afterburner. It felt like I was getting whipped by my dad or something <laughs> arcade machine <laughs> like rrr, rrr. the game was awesome but um yeah i mean we can get right into sound um i i love the sound effects i thought they were, were very good um music i mean get the ball you get the ball yeah. <laughs> <laughs> move it yeah i always kept it only get get the ball yeah speaking of the strategy did you guys mess around with that much before we go into sound yeah i i mean like well especially when you're trying to remember the controls <laughs> you tap it a few times but Honestly, it's just so much chaotic stuff going on. You're just like, well, there is kind of a strategy to this game. It almost feels like a crapshoot. Like, uh, they're they're still gonna do, you know, they're gonna run around crazy, do goofy things, anyways. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really mess with him. Uh, uh, other than I just liked hearing him say, "Get the ball." <laughs> what was it. the the Jerry Glanville one that that pops up when you pick that one? He says something. Hmm. I'm trying to remember idea. what he says. I don't remember. I'm, not, I'm trying to. Come on, man! You're playing I'm the game. I'm trying. <laughs> scatter, maybe. Come on, man! There's a scatter. Now I lost the ball, so I don't know. I don't know. It almost sounds like he's saying it over an intercom. Hmm. But uh, I will say this: like, if you play the arcade version, the music is so much louder. I don't know what happened when they ported this game, but. Uh, the, the music is very quiet for some reason hmm. and kind of disjointed feeling. I noticed that too. If, I thought there was something I mean? wrong with my, uh, I thought there was something wrong with my nomad because no, I couldn't don't adjust hear it. your, don't attempt to adjust your TV set <laughs> <laughs> for your nomad. Uh, yeah. I mean, as far as like the, the arrangements go, I, I didn't really hear anything special, but nothing bad. I mean, the, 
yeah. what was that main tune like I mean it's a cool little tune the main the main theme I mean the theme that plays during the game is actually pretty cool it's pretty interesting yeah. uh, it's just too quiet yeah and, and sometimes that's okay on sports games I mean you don't really need a yeah, anything big I mean of course you think about it, like Tecmo Super Bowl that had some sweet music but the... oh man yeah where it's like that yeah. that game I mean Tecmo made great super duper yeah, sound Tecmo was great, great music anyways but um yeah I, I, I'm okay with, with sports games not having you know a great soundtrack or anything um, as long as the sound effects are good I thought they did a good job here Kind of like Mutant League football. One day when we cover that, I mean, that's the the sound effects on that just are fantastic. But yeah, I I think they were doable. Nothing out, you know, nothing spectacular, but it was, you know, not bad. Yeah. Okay. So what he said. Yeah. (laughs) What he said. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So that covers it for sound Um, graphics. Yeah, I mean, it. it, If you guys haven't played this and have played Arch Rivals, uh, and I'm a it, it's the same kind of character models, same movement, really. That's when I first popped this in. I thought, wow, that looks just like Arch Rivals. And then, of course, once you're punching, I'm like, yep, Arch Rivals. But uh, it has that same look, same feel. Um, makes sense, you know, uh, arcade sports game. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're not bad. It's uh, you know, that, that first stage where you're uh, outside of a lot of green. You know, the uh, the ground itself doesn't have, like, any uh, – you're not getting, like, your uh, your 10-yard uh, markers, your 50-yard marker. It's just uh, a lot of green and some trees and some water. So, um you know, graphically, it's okay. It's nothing to to write home about, but um, you know, it's serviceable. Yeah, no, it, it's I, I'd agree that the graphics are cartoony enough. Uh, they're they're very serviceable. Uh, I would say by this point in the Sega Genesis lifespan, you, we probably could have seen uh, more detail, especially like in the ground, <laughs> where it's just like <laughs> one solid color. Uh, but. You look at the arcade game, it's not too much fancier. The game really wants to emphasize the goofiness of the the character designs uh, over everything else going on, pretty much. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. I think when I first turned it on, I could have sworn I saw a 1990 copyright, and that might have been for the original game. Yeah. So then, you know, we started playing and I was like, wow, this this is really good for 1990. (laughs) And then I realized it was 1992 and I was like, man, they probably could have done a bit better. Yeah. On on the back of the box, it says pigskin 1990, all rights reserved. And then on the left-hand corner, uh, 1992 razor soft ink. So yeah. And I had no idea it was an arcade game uh, when I owned it. (laughs) 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 And I didn't even know the connection between, you know, this game and uh, you know Brian Collin and uh, the, the other guy who who had worked on the you know those games. Um, oh, Jeff Nauman. that's the other guy's <laughs> name. Uh, yeah, I I didn't make that connection, and, and it was so funny that it was only just recently playing this game. Now I was like, this looks a whole lot like General Chaos, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, and, and Rampage, and you know. In, in Arch Rivals, was like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, I get it now. <laughs> oh, the punching, the way the arm comes out, that's definitely from mm-hmm. Rampage. Yeah. 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 Ooh, yeah. yeah. Yep. I was just thinking of that. Real, real random to go back because um, I was just thinking about the, the stats that show up um, after halftime. I, I heard some rumors about this, and I'm not quite sure. There's a stat at the very bottom that says Elvis sightings. Yes. What are yeah, those? Well, I saw that. Well, the, the one, I've watched a video, uh, a couple reviews. 
Uh, number one, I guess uh, Jerry Glanville was obsessed with Elvis, apparently. So I don't know if that was even in the arcade version. But they said that was for when you got an extra point, like your uh, whenever the possession uh, meter filled up. I don't know if that's true. I, n- I never could confirm that when I played it, but uh, I didn't realize Jerry, okay. apparently Jerry Glanville had a, had a, was a huge Elvis fan, so... That's that. That's the rumor. He's also a race car driver, apparently. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't very good at it, was he? Jerry <laughs> no. was a race car driver. Oh, he, no, he literally pri- was. Primus, yeah. Yeah, Jerry Primus reference and and, <laughs> and really. <laughs> it's it's true though. That just happened. <laughs> it sure did. Man, that'd have been a perfect achievement. Anyone write that down? I'm oh. I'm stealing it. I'm typing it in right now. Go for it. Jerry was Steal a race it. car driver. <laughs> that's great. Oh man! Oh, that's really it for my notes. You guys have any last thoughts on this? Uh, no, I, I did. I had one thought, and maybe it will come when you talk about listener feedback. But I found out that Alex Burr, who is a yes listener of our show, and uh, he he wrote into us uh, on our group page. He loves this game, and he actually wrote a review of this game for Sega Sixteen. So I highly recommend uh, checking out that review, and he will break down to you why it's one of his favorite Genesis sports games. That was really cool. I, I had no, and you actually found that he didn't even come out and say it, did he? Yeah, it? I, I had no idea. That's so it, cool. I didn't make the connection, and so I was just randomly looking up stuff about this game, and that popped up. <laughs> uh, the other thing I want to mention too was that uh, Games Refuge, which is uh, I think the company that. that uh, uh, Brian Collin and Jeff Nauman, I think they founded it after Midway. That company's still around. Uh, they are still, I think, working, make, making games. And uh, they have a store online you can go to and you can actually buy Rampage t-shirts, Pigskin, oh, cool. 621 AD. <laughs> uh, you can buy General Chaos t-shirts. I'm really? not kidding you. Yeah. Where is this? Where is this? I want to um, I posted the link over in Genesis Gems. You're going to have to scroll down a bit. I'll find it again for you, Josh. Uh, the yes. only problem is t-shirts are like 30 bucks. But yeah, just think of it as you know, you're getting uh, one shirt for the price of two. And that's great. <laughs> But but you're but you're not. You're just getting one. You, you know, you're just getting. <laughs> just one. to be clear, you are still getting. <laughs> you just you're just getting one shirt for the price of two. But I'm I'm saying it in a, such a way that makes it sound like it's a deal. <laughs> you're in marketing, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get me started on the marketing. Uh, hey, that's how Sega won the 16-bit war. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm a supply chain professional. Marketing's not my friend. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean our sales are down? We ship more than we ever have. It's because we're well, selling for cheaper. <laughs> I'm an IT, so marketing's not our friend either. Yeah, yeah. So, what what does this program have to do? Well, what did we sell them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Now and and I I worked in uh, healthcare, so marketing. Yeah, they they promise the moon to the clients, yep. and then when we have to deliver it, it's such a pain. Because our systems were not designed to do the things they want us to do. <laughs> oh, well. All right. Well, if you guys don't have anything else, we'll go right to retrofitted achievements. The Genesis Gems Retrofitted Achievements. I've got one, two, three, four, plus another one. Because Jerry was a race car driver. No, I'm not. I'm not really going to do that. <laughs> I am going to download that. Uh, 
on my next playlist because I forgot. I think I first heard that in Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yes, yes. It it sounded so like the bass sounded so cool with like the uh, the skateboard deck kind of hitting the ground. It's almost like it was like this... part of the percussion of the bass. It was cool. Yeah, it's like this sounds like the South Park theme. Okay. Like, oh wait. <laughs> yes. Of course, I I first heard uh you know Les Claypool on the My Name Is Mud song. Good song. Yeah. Anyways, all right, I'll go ahead and go. Um, my first achievement, and like I said, these aren't really good. I I I felt I felt just not satisfactory about these so anyways i won't talk anymore about that my first one is called attitude adjustment and that's uh, switching your attitude five times in one minute um <laughs> this one's real stupid it's actually a uh tiny tunes reference <laughs> this is called a uh, thor go down the hole and that's uh <laughs> falling down a hole in the second half in the dungeon you guys remember that the no that's animaniacs isn't it Oh, what was the what was the uh, duck in Tiny Toons? What was his name? Oh, oh, it was, Plucky. It was when he was a baby, and he like yeah. elevator go down the hole. <laughs> so, I remember that. Yeah, yeah that was a that. stupid reference, but I had to do it. Um, the next one is called "Take That Troll." It's uh, punching the troll in the face uh, when he comes out in the field, and uh, and this one's just kind of like a throwback to my childhood. I called it backyard football, and that's uh, playing one on one. I remember my brother and I playing a lot of one on one football, so. When I when I put that in here, you know, actually playing just one on one, kind of remind me of my, my childhood. <laughs> so there you go. They weren't they weren't the best, but I had some. Um and let's see. I I'll, I go ahead and I can give you mine if you're ready. I'm ready. I'll give you all the time you need. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hold on for five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, oh, no, I've got a few. Uh, here we go. So my first one is a uh, troll in the dungeon. Which is a Harry Potter reference. Yes. Uh, and so that's when, you know, Troll makes the first appearance there. Uh, my my favorite one so far, I think, is uh, get the ball. And uh, my description for this one is getting the ball. Uh, <laughs> Snailed it. <laughs> yes. It, it does what it says on the tin. Uh, <laughs> next one is... Uh, Hail Mary full of grace, and that's uh, doing a successful Hail Mary pass because that's <laughs> one of the, the main ways to, to win this game. Because it's in this game, it's pretty much you're either going to win by a large margin or you're going to lose by a large margin. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of in-between. Uh, and the other thing was... Uh, is that Elvis? In... in, in Basically, it's it's non-existent because I when I saw Elvis sightings in this game, I thought that Elvis actually appeared, and, and he doesn't. So I, I'm kind of I don't know, kind of scratching that one off the list now. <laughs> you can put Jerry was a race car driver on there. Yeah, Jerry was a race car driver. I came up with that on accident, <laughs> and then I remembered it was a Primus song. But yeah, Jerry Glanville. He actually was an unsuccessful NASCAR driver. I mean, he, he must have made something, you know, but it was a vanity thing, I think. He just wanted to do it, and he did it. But, uh, yeah, he didn't win any races. But he was a race car driver. That's right. Yeah, so those are pretty much my achievements. I got a funny question. Um, what do you put in the end zone to stop the other teams from scoring? A score crow. <laughs> All right, Josh, what do you got, buddy? <laughs> wow, that was horrible. <laughs> How long did it take you to look up that, uh, that joke on the I, internet? I had Jeez. that like last week. I just forgot to bring it up. So. Uh, 
he actually enjoys this people i'm telling you i can see his face <laughs> yes. right now and he's laughing it's it's weird it's like maniacal laughter though it. It's, 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 he's, the, he's just dad, dad jokes are the best his hands and I, you know i like the he's kind of shifting his eyebrows i like the uh, the boo reaction more than i do people laughing uh, boo yeah, yeah like he right he before the punch He's like he's so happy. It's. <laughs> I think his favorite game is that uh, that Menacer game, that Toji Amanero one, where you throw tomatoes. <laughs> uh, but it would so, be Nick Nick Stevens on the screen telling bad jokes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I had a I had a hard time coming up with any. Uh, I just have two, and my first one is the longest yard, and that's uh, punting it from one end of the field to the other, and then picking up the ball to score. Um. And the other one is uh, strapped, and that's carrying a concealed weapon and winning a fight by shanking someone. <laughs> I, then I have one more, I guess. Uh, you ready? Yeah. Shank, shank! <laughs> and that's getting five consecutive stabbings in, in that's good. One, uh, one round. I like it. Nice. Awesome. Repeat offender. Repeat offender. <laughs> Convicted. Conviction. <laughs> Conviction. <laughs> Hail Mary. <laughs> All right, guys. All right, well, here comes the big question about Jerry Glenville's pigskin foot brawl. Is it a gym? Is this game of Genesis gym? Is it good or is it garbage? So going to Moby Games, this is one of the first games we've covered in a while that didn't have the official critic score. There wasn't a lot of critic uh, reviews on this. But it did get a user score, which is a user-based reviews, a 4.1 out of 5, which really shocked me. I didn't know that it'd get that high of a score. Um, of course, some of the... Two-player mode, man. Yeah, Two-player mode. I, I didn't click on it. I wonder if I have it up right now. Um, there was a review on here from Sega16. I wonder if that takes you right to Alex's... Uh... I, I clicked on it, but that link is dead. They must have had a site redesign. You have to actually Google it. Oh, okay, I'm yeah. guessing that's the one, though. Yeah, it's from 2009, it says. But, uh, yeah, so there wasn't really... Um, a whole lot of reviews done on this. I know that uh, EGM gave it a 55 out of 100. And it, uh, I always like reading the EGM reviews. Uh, the, the headline for this yeah. said, uh, what this game has to do with real football and why Jerry Glanville would endorse it are beyond me. This translation of the Midway Arcade cult classic is extremely precise. The graphics are presented well, although there never is much on the screen. The game is fun as a two-player contest, but not overwhelming. So there you go for EGM. And... Uh, we did pose the question, and we had less feedback on this than about any game we've covered on the Genesis Gems. Uh, so. It's like a Raid on Bungling Bay when two dudes <laughs> did it. Like, no one knew what, what game, game they were this? talking about. <laughs> but, it's, but it's funny because a few people did uh, come in and say uh, some real positive things. Like uh, our uh, friend John Moran said, one of my faves. It partners well with some Mutant League. That, that kind of shocked me. Uh, my, my local buddy Andy Layton didn't say anything about the game. He was commenting on the cover art. He said... The NFL could have bypassed all those defensive rules and just let receivers start wearing those. And he's uh, talking about the uh, spike gauntlets on the uh, the guy's wrist in the front of the game. Nice. Um, Kyle Murphy says, I've never played this before, but I should play this very soon. Um, Benjamin Murphy says, I wasted many hours of my youth playing this game. The arcade game was great too. Troll, troll, troll. Uh, oh, then Alex, of course Alex and Aaron had a big long conversation on here about the... Uh, about the game so alex was a uh, he, he definitely said it was a gym he said this game is a total gym it's an instant go 
go-to for me and a couple of my non-video gaming friends. It's so much fun. The sound quality stinks, but it's certainly one of those games that is way more fun than just the sum of its parts. Love this game, and I recommend it to everyone with a Genesis. So That was pretty cool. We Like we said, we, um, we'll we try to post... You, you said the link's still out there, though, right, for his review? Yeah. Okay, well, we will post Alex's review on the uh, show notes. I'll take that note down now. So, All right, guys. So what do you all think? Aaron, is this a gem? Uh, okay, qualifier here. <laughs> I, I will say, qualifier, are you ready? I say it's a gem if you have a second person to play it with. But for the purpose of this show, I say it's just good. And I'm okay with giving it a good review. And uh, for the reasons I've already laid out, uh, it's charming. There, there are some good gameplay moments, uh, but it, it, it does kind of drag in, in one-player mode, uh, especially if you do not change the default time periods. Yeah. Uh, it feels yeah. like they really should have spent a little more time balancing the gameplay when they ported it from the arcade. Uh, the Jerry Glanfill. <laughs> <Glanfield. laughs> Jerry Landfill. Because <laughs> yes. that's where all these games are going when they're done. <laughs> oh, it's nailed it. Jerry Glanfill's. <laughs> I can't even. That's all I have. Uh, Jerry Glanfill. <laughs> no. at, at the comp. I'm like, I'm like, give me like serious explanation of like what I think of this game and like why it's good. Jerry Glanfill. You can catch him at the Comet Conviction. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well at least he was a race car driver right. <laughs> this is a great show guys um, I, I i say it's it's just good uh it it's a kind of a sign of, of better things to come and if you take it in that way uh yeah, it, it's more if you have nostalgia for it, you probably have some pretty hardcore nostalgia for it, and you probably still love the game. Um, but for people just playing it for the first time, they might not get what the fuss is about uh, yeah. until they play two player mode, which is where you know you have two people that have no, no idea what's going on, and, and it just becomes wild and crazy and fun. That's that's it for me. So that's why I think it's just good. Just good. How about you, Josh? Sorry, I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> I thought when you said what the fuss, I didn't think you said fuss. <laughs> Shut the front door. Why the face? I was like, whoa, where's he going with this? <laughs> I don't know what the fuss is. About. Biscuit. <laughs> there's only been one there's only been one curse word on this show and it was me and I bleeped it. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that was um, uh, Super Nintendo. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. Uh, definitely not a gem for me. Uh, I don't even know. I'd probably go meh <laughs> instead of good. Although I did not play it with two players. I do like the art style. Um, and I love general chaos. So that was kind of cool, but, uh, the music's not great. Uh, you have to have two players. Um, like you guys said, the, my first experience was I, I played it on one player. It took forever to get through the game. Um, and especially hearing that the game goes for like 17 bucks, I don't think it would be worth picking it up. I mean, if, if I was with a friend and they saw it and they asked if I should pick it up, I'd probably say, ah, save your money and get something better. Um, maybe buy general chaos or, <laughs> yeah. uh, if but you I mean, want to play a talk- game. 
unique, if you want one of the more unique football experiences on the Genesis, this is it. That's true. Uh, I'd probably go with Mutant League football instead, yeah. but um, that's more expensive. That's but, more of a complete yeah. football game. Yeah. Right. And this is a bit different. So I guess it, it's all right. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. I think there's other games out there that you could have more fun with uh, that, that have a bit more replayability to them. Yeah. And um, I'm, I definitely lean more towards with, with Josh. I almost, almost, I'm, I'm probably too nice of a guy, but I, I almost wrote down garbage for this one. But the more I played it, the, I started to enjoy it a little bit more. Um, and like Aaron was saying, it, it set the uh, groundworks for, for games like Super High Impact and then Blitz. Um, I am just going to say this is just good. Le- leaning towards garbage, but just good. Um, I'm definitely more of a fan of uh, Mutant League and Super High Impact. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I did like some of the satisfying uh just running the ball a little bit, and it, it got kind of fun when when you're at the last minute if the game's close and you uh, you know score at the last second. But uh, other than that, I mean, it, there just was no depth. I had no. Re- I don't really have a good reason to come back to it other than just hey, we covered that on Genesis Gems once. I can see myself doing that, but um, yeah, you know, even even that. Feel free to send me your copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just just good, just good for me. Don't throw it in the Drake landfill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get him to sign my copy. Oh. That's what I'm gonna... As Jerry Landfill? <laughs> as Jerry, 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 the race car driver. <laughs> he goes right. to sign it. No, no, wait, wait, wait. you got to sign it as landfill. No. <laughs> I'm torn now if I'm going to start the intro of the, of the podcast with that. Uh, that, uh, that not for long. <laughs> that or uh, the Primus song. I don't know. I'd like to. But Jerry was a race car driver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, guys. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's lay the gavel down. I believe we can just say this is just good. All right. Just barely good. Barely just good. Barely. <laughs> barely. for Alex. It, did, it, yeah, it didn't snail it. Alex might, we might get bad feedback from Alex. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, uh, this has been episode 38.2 of the Genesis Chess Podcast. <laughs> point two. Should it be point one? I'm probably not following the uh, software revisions, right? Anyways. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, point one. episode, yeah, it's Mach 2. Mach 2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if any of you all would like to follow us more closely, uh, check out our website at genesisgymspodcast.com. Check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash genesisgymspodcast. Join our group at facebook.com slash group slash genesisgyms. Uh, send us an email at genesisgemspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at GenGems. We are on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. And we are part of the Retro Junkies Network at theretrojunkies.com. And again, if anyone's near uh, the Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky area and wants to go to the comic book convention, uh, we will be there. Um, Someone convince Jerry Glanfield. The, the guy, yeah, maybe he could be one of the one of the guest stars. Uh, it sounds like we may have a full Genesis Gems crew there. Uh, this is... This is uh, mainly about the Retro Junkies Network. We will be promoting some Genesis Gym stuff there, but uh, if any of you guys would like to come by, uh, absolutely come out, hang out with us. We'll, we'll uh, definitely chat it up. Hoping to meet some new people there and really uh, get the word out about the network. We have we have a pretty good following, you know, for a, a podcast that doesn't really, you know, there's no real advertisement. We kind of get the word out ourselves. So, um, you know, th- this will be a cool little step. And plus, it's just going to be fun to hang out and meet you guys and all that stuff. But. And and I did want to mention too, uh, in our original recording, I talked about it for a little bit. Uh, but Derek Slayton, one of the original co-hosts of Genesis Gems, he released uh, a few books actually about the Sega Master System, um, and one was like a, a reference guide, and one was more of an encyclopedia. Well, I have the Sega Master System reference guide, 
that I picked up uh, when I was in Austin. They actually had it at Game Over Video Games, which is one of the retro shops I like to go to. Uh, so pretty awesome. It's a it's a fun book. You can pick it up online um, for pretty good price, and uh, it's fun just to thumb through it and and see some of his reviews. And you know, it's a complete guide to every North American Master System game released. So pretty cool. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I have the uh, full encyclopedia color pages, color pages and everything. It's really awesome. So yeah, big shout out to Derek. But um, oh, and also um. I got to hang out with uh, Landon over at the Retro Junkies podcast, the Super Show. He, uh, I, I kind of just, uh, it was funny how that all worked out. I actually, uh, Rob was talking about, you know, taking a little hiatus, and I was like, well, let me edit the show so you don't have to take a break. I don't want you all to, you know, lose lose traction because they've been doing that show uh, pretty consistently. And they were like, well, why don't you just come on and host with us? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, uh, so I, I got to talk about the uh, Star Wars holiday special on the last show, which was very a very interesting uh, movie. You guys haven't seen that but uh yeah go check oh my gosh yeah, yeah. Go, go check out the uh you know the retro junkies uh super show group and all that stuff um you know i'll probably be on the next few episodes we're actually going to do a whole episode on the uh, fire pro wrestling series we uh will probably mainly be focused i love oh, that series i'm a huge fan I, th- I, I yeah i had the dreamcast game and it was yeah i spent so much time on it we're probably mainly going to focus on the dreamcast game and then the fire pro wrestling returns on playstation 2 but uh a lot of it's just kind of we're going to mention the memories like my first fire pro wrestling game was on game boy advance and uh from there i went back and you know looked all about the human entertainment and found the you know the roots all the way back to uh, pro wrestling on nintendo so uh real cool series i'm a huge wrestling game fan um so that's gonna gonna be kind of neat to to cover uh lana and i had talked about that a long time ago (laughs) we just were like what are we gonna cover next episode how about fire pro wrestling so real cool but um yeah go check that out and uh, of course aaron you're you're working on your next episode retro obscura right yeah, I'm I'm definitely editing that right now. Uh, <laughs> no, it it was kind of like Genesis Gems, like where we just finished recording that Frankenstein of a show because it was the same deal where you know internet went down, we had to re-record, but we did actually get Nick DeMarco on, who writes for Genesis Gems and Retro Obscura, yeah. and we did a um, our top games that we played in 2015. They didn't necessarily have to come out in 2015, but we played them. That's cool. uh, so you should definitely listen to that because I did mention at least one <laughs> game we covered on Genesis Gems. I'm not going to tell you which, though. You're going to have to tune in. Cool, cool. And then, Josh, of course, uh, I know you guys had not recorded Turtle Flakes in a while, but uh, yeah, I'm sure you're... Yeah, if that hoser Rob ever shows up. <laughs> <laughs> He's mad about that. Come on, Rob. No, that's, that's a... You guys... Just well, let his baby be on the podcast, Gee, I know. Jeez. I, I, Grayson would be on there if Rob would show up. Yeah, but, no. You know. We're going to replace Rob with Grayson. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're hoping to record... Uh, it sounds like probably the end of February, so hopefully okay. uh, hopefully that'll come together. So. Cool, cool. All right, guys. Well, that was a good episode. Nice lengthy one. We definitely had a lot of good conversation in the beginning. And, and if you guys want more of, of Aaron or more of Nick, you can also listen to... Uh, Retro Obscura, which is a great podcast. I've been listening to it. Lots of uh, cool stuff on there. And uh, Metroidvania Mayhem. I've been listening to that with uh, Nick and uh, that other hoser from uh, Two Dudes and an NES. But yeah, both great podcasts. Hoser, hoser. So, guys, uh, seriously, check them out. They're cool podcasts. And now that Michael, yeah, now that Michael's kind of finished some of his schooling, I need to talk to him about getting that podcast going again. We haven't recorded in quite a while. So we were supposed to do uh, Symphony of the Night, which is, oh, 
See, I think what we should do is just like (laughs) see, we're just going to replace each other on all of our podcasts. (laughs) That's That's what's going to happen. So I'm I'm going to guest on there in in place of Michael, and he's going to guest for me on Retro Obscure, and it's just going to be you know (laughs) rotation musical chairs, the podcast version. I like it. (laughs) Someone's always want to replace Rob. Sorry, Rob. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Rob. (laughs) You know, it's like I pretty much already did that. Poor Rob. (laughs) You can't help but give the guy a hard time. Gotta love him. No, especially when he's not in the room. Yep, yep. Even when he's in the room, it's all right. Well, he usually right. isn't in the room, so it's kind of easy. <laughs> Just say it. Just say it, Rob. Just say it. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we just hit the two-hour mark on the recording. I don't know that the podcast will be that long. <laughs> yeah. It just turned to two hours. I, I You're going to cut out all the, the stuff we said about pigskin football and just leave all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, <right>? yeah. <laughs> People are going to be like, what happened to the pigskin football? <laughs> we'll still have an hour and 45 minute show. It's all good, <laughs> that's guys. Right, that's right. <laughs> that's what I like about this show. It's not just, uh, let's drive into the game. We get to talk other crap, too. But yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. So that was episode 38.2 or something. Um, again, Genesis Gems. We appreciate everyone listening. Appreciate the support. And uh, yeah, until next time, we will catch you all later. Later, guys. Later.